welcome, welcome. They get louder every to time. To the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy. As always, I am joined by my most illustrious co-host. Jay Lit the Kid. Jay Lit the Kid. And yes, he is a kid, okay? Because yeah. he's just a cutie patootie. And he just has, it just has, a, a, has a, an ignorant warmth for, for human life. I love that. Yeah. That was nice. Was that good? Yeah. How you doing, bud? Good, man. Uh, we're back on the Monday morning uh, quarterbacking again. We, yeah. We're now we're recording again on the Monday. Yeah, it's been a... Uh, what happened there? Just move, move week. Big dog's got a big new house. <laughs> yeah, boy. We're working on it. We're Digging working holes on it. In, that background, in that backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jordan uh, Jordan, uh, and, his, and his lovely wife but got a new house. They're getting to a little bigger place, nicer spot. Congratulations. Thank you. We say mazel tov. Mazel. And Lachaim. Let's let's do a Lachaim together. Ooh. And and what are and what is this uh what is this uh beautiful nectar of the guards uh gods that you uh, brought us today? What did I get? I just saw IPA and I uh, you did the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, and Imperial then I, IPA. I went truly lemon tea. Mm-hmm. Had a very carby weekend. So yeah. trying to just trying to, you know, watch Watch myself. Yeah, so mazel on the new uh, on the new place. Thank How's you. it looking? I saw we did some painting all week. <sighs> yeah, paint. Weekend. We're in a it's paint paint situation right now. Uh, doing the walls, uh, moving all the big stuff this weekend coming up. Yeah, yeah. Am I getting a phone call that weekend? Uh, uh due to the most more recent um, uh, uh, microwave snafu, I will not be calling you. And what is that microwave snafu? You for, for, the, for the listeners, may or may not know. have requested my presence in installing your uh, your microwave. You know, like sixteen to seventeen times of which you did help me install my microwave with a litany of other things at the first house, and I have not obliged. But in my defense. Your brother was supposed to help you this weekend. That's Your brother you, did you, not you, help you, you, you did and this. lawyered. No, see, you did this already in the group in the group chat between us three, where you're like, in your defense, that's not what well, that's not a, that's not a, like a defensible thing. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, my brother, my brother. Asked it's all to about do deflecting it. blame. Yeah, that's yeah, because my it's brother, about. I said he would do it, but I said no. I put the Captain America shield out. It just. Yeah. Deflects off me, yeah. and responsibility has been diffused to your brother. Yeah, and, and that's it. And, and it didn't get done. And it didn't get Shocker. done. And um, Shocker. Guess what? Spoiler alert, uh, Benny. If you're listening, we're gonna have to put that microwave in this week because this guy just bought a new house, and there's no way, there's no chance that I'm ever gonna get him to come over here and do it, like microwave stuff. He's already doing like his own like building at his house. There's no way he's gonna come over. Uh, and do I mean, my you stuff. could schedule me. I'm about four I can to five do what? weeks out. I can do what? You could schedule me. I can on do four what's to... that S word? You could schedule me I'm four not to five weeks out. Scheduling you, okay? All right. Okay. All right. I'm not scheduling you. All right. You're not like you know some meeting that I want to skip on a Friday morning. No, I would make it conducive to happy hour, and we yeah. would, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, congrats, congrats on that. Thank you. Um, do we have a little housekeep, anything we got to... Yeah, I'm going to, let me pop open the janitor's closet real quick. A yeah, few we things we definitely need to clean up. Uh, first thing is Big L. Uh, oh, my God. I was just... Brought you back. I was in the project hallway, just mm. steaming L's, just throwing yeah. dice. I was doing all the things that you do in New York mm-hmm. um, I was all week. All week, aggressively loud, just getting after it, he was, scaring uh, he families was and small packs of birds away. Yeah, man. Um, MVP. Oh, is yeah. that 
the original and Mariah Carey took it? Or did he take it from Mariah Carey video when she is in Biscayne Bay on the jet ski? Um, right? You're talking about the sample? Yes. Um, I need you to clean that up for me. I mean, uh, I... M. Night Shyamalan twist right now. <laughs> now I need you to I love, clean that up. I love how I love how you you're you you come with me to asking me questions when this 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 motherfucker could have just popped it in a quick Google search. But again, and you'll see we this save as, it for the stop, podcast. You'll see this as a common theme throughout this pod where you'll see Jordan not wanting to do things and relying on me to go like look them up when he could have just popped it a quick Google search and found the sample himself. But now thousand I have to percent. Go do it. I've been you know, thinking about you know it. damn well I'm gonna go do it. I've been thinking about it all week. Yeah, and I saved it. <laughs> now, there's been plenty of times I could have looked. I could have. I it thought up. about this literally the day after we recorded the last episode. <laughs> right. So yeah, I know. I just I put it in here. Gotcha. And then I bring it. It's I'll, very I'll Stugatzi to me for yeah. me to just think about it, not look it up, tell yeah, you, I'll, and then make you have to do it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll look it up. And he, when he says Stugatzi, he's talking about the Dan Lebertard show. You got to give these guys context when you're just like shouting things well, out that's because they don't Stugatz know it. They don't know anything. No, I mean that's that's a I mean we'll get into Stugatz the we'll get is, into the ties to that yeah. show later. But okay. um the next the enemy featuring very early Ooh, fat Joe. Yeah. Like you can tell he's kind of skinny still. Well that was one of those when I, I and tell me if I'm wrong, that when I was doing the peacock with you, you as the as the, I, I didn't know either until I did my research, you were surprised you didn't know that like Fat Joe was in the I, ITC before well, Terror Squad. And like the that. thing is, too, like, I definitely have heard that song a thousand times. Yeah. But when, I guess, you know, just younger Jay not paying attention. Right. And then now I'm just like, of course that's him. Yeah. Like, and he was, it that's was, like when he was, he was fire. Yeah. He that might have like, been Fat yeah. Joe's best, like. It was, like, really yeah. good. Yeah. So that one. And then here's another thing. Just let me, let's go back real quick to the early 90s. Way back. Do you remember calling police Jake's? Um, no, that's a thing. No, I don't remember that. I I know. I, I mean, I I mean, as as a white male, no, I've never said that in my I life. I have, yeah, I've never ever said that. You know, like even like saying like back in the day, popo was like weird for me. Yeah, well, popo I think was right where the whites were allowed to start. That was like the first. You know, right. like, you know, there was a lot of well, older guys... suburban women going 12. Right. Why, why fuck 12? <laughs> that was, that was actually one of the funny, like funnier things. Like during that whole, uh, the BML, BL, uh, BLM protest, like we, you started seeing fuck 12. And I remember like right when that first started, like seeing so many of like my white friends being like, what is this 12? What is my 12? I was just like, yeah, point proven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was like amazing. Yeah, if you were at a like, BLM yeah, you protest, you were so out of touch with the culture. Yeah, if you were at a BLM protest, but then you were asked, you were nudging your other, your other Karen friend, asking her what twelve was. I don't were, know if you should. You were have probably been there. part of the problem. I don't know if you should have been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, calling police just Jake's. I he he does it. I've only heard him do it ever. I've never heard I, anyone I will, else. Yeah, when you just said I was trying to think of somebody else off the top of my head, but I couldn't. No, no. Yeah. No, I think he's monopolized that, that term. I, well, and I think it's kind of like a New York thing, too. Like I, I feel think like so, what, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, the other thing, I think we have to make an apology to Father Time. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. Got, we got the, a little too gassed up the week before, and we yeah, thought the Daylight day, Savings was Saturday night. Yeah, uh, sorry out, about that. Yeah. It was actually this last weekend, and guess what? Still got me. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> tell about you, but I was talking to my father just that night. We got we got pretty shout uh, out, Chris. Yeah, got pretty lit up, and um, we. Uh, it's actually funny. We I'm talking to my dad, and uh, 
it's about 1.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden, in the background, I can hear my mother yelling at my father. My, like, my, how old, I don't know, my dad, like, 80, 70? He's my dad's, like, 71, two years old or whatever, 70 years old. My mother yelling at my 70-year-old father, Chris, get in the house now. It is 2.30 in the morning. And, and I was like, and like, you know, after like, I just started laughing at my dad because I was just like, man, 70, huh? Can't wait till I get married. Just get still getting yelled at. But, uh, he, uh, I was like, it's only, I'm like, dad, it's only, it's two 30. What's she talking about? Walk in there and tell her, tell her the deal, you know? And, uh, sure enough, we, we hung up after that because he had to go. And, um, I made like, you know, a breakfast burrito at like, you know, one forty five in the morning. Yes. And uh as as I finished it, I looked down and it's three o'clock. <laughs> three yeah. AM. I, I like was like, that, oh shoot, he's right. I like my that the constructors right. of time My mother was right. That's why I was trying to say, Mom, I love you. The constructors of time decided that it's usually always at two AM and most bars that we've always gone to have closed at two AM. So the other part of that is like the other time of the year. When it when it falls back and it's about to be two a.m. and then it goes back to one a.m. That hour, that's the witching hour. That is the true witching hour. That's the true. Sorry, that's Scott the, Hansen. Yeah, that's the witching hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can both agree though. They need to get rid of that. that they gotta get rid of that. Right? I think it. I think yo, it's in the COVID bill. Is it? I, yeah. I oh, think, they, thank God they, they slipped snuck that one out. In there. Yeah, they snuck that in. I think that that's actually going to become a thing. And we're not. I don't think we're turning our clocks back because it's for farmers. That's what it originally was. I mean, yeah. That get, was originally the, the reason why, here. wasn't it? it? was like, you yeah, know. Yeah, maybe the guys in Iowa needed that. I don't know. I'm Listen, in Florida. I like to think and we there's don't need not a lot of listeners. We don't have a lot of listeners in Iowa, you know, you know Idaho or any, anything with an I. Well, actually, I take that back Illinois. We got, we, got, we got a good Chicago faction. Chi-town, what's up? Nice Chicago faction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we, yes, we do. Uh, um, besides that, the last situation is one of the, the things that um, – you know, your brother was just peppering us with. We got some all heat week. this weekend from some people. Yeah, on some, and, uh, on some stuff. Uh, when we were discussing, we're talking like, about coming to America. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy as the multiple. You know, in black comedy, it was one of those situations yes. where there's a, a, a at least a couple people um, where that's like their shtick, where they can play multiple characters, mm-hmm. and we couldn't really come up with. A, a, a white guy, a no. white representative right. in the delegation. And Ben came correct. He did. I, I will say this: he was correct in in who he suggested, and that was, of course, Mike Myers, Austin Powers, Austin Powers, uh, most notably, and a few mm-hmm. other movies where he has played multiple characters in. Well, and I actually he brought up such a good point that I was I, then I was like really mad at ourselves that we you know didn't think of him because Ben brought up such a good point that he goes. The Austin Powers films, Mike Myers plays a lots of different multiple characters, but every one of those other characters are main characters in those movies. And I was like, damn, like Eddie and like, you know, Martin and, and Medea, they play all these other ones, but they're not like main, like Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are main characters. Fat Bastard was a main character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Goldmember was a main character. Yeah. They, they weren't like guys that just were like there for like two seconds and they were done. But I was like, that's a good point. That being said, I'm still on Team Eddie. I am on Myers now. I Ben. You, ben you oh, so he yeah he, he poisoned his way. Into I your think head. it means a lot that like the the main character thing is huge. It's not just like the guys in the barbershop like Eddie did. It was like no, he was literally every actor in the movie. <sighs> that okay. is so. I'm um, over there. I went over there. 
I don't like that at all. Newell Kids on the Block, Mike Myers, all day. Fuck with me. Uh, Jay's Kosher Dandies. We're sticking with Eddie. I see Eddie. the contingency growing over there. Yeah. I got your, your old roommate, ex-roommate. Yeah. yeah, you can have him. Well, well, I'll you can take have it. Him. I, I'll and, take and, it. And Ian's a listener of the show. You know what? You can have him. When he, when he told me that he was going over there, it was traitor. Best, be gone. Best decision you've ever made. Let's see. Let's see how that goes over Come there. Come and live with me, new roomie. Yeah. Let's do it. He's got a new house. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> um, all right, so are we going into your? You want to go into the last night's performance? Um, or? um no, no, no. Well, I think we need to. We, other, oh, well, you want to clean? You want to clean? Yeah, let's just clean. Let's just okay. clean it all um, out because wow. another thing was the the top five fries uh, conversation was a whole uh, thing. Talk about! I've. I want you to know. That I mean, I, did you not just get tech messages from every single person that was just like just sending you their 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 top five? Well, not, right? not only that, I'm like I've been perpetually full all week i've been doing research <laughs> oh yeah i went to yeah. chick-fil-a i went to a couple other places you know that would have been suggested okay. and um i have i have my Do you finally have yours i have jay Litt's official top five let's uh, do it top five fries let's chains let's do it all time producer mike Play Mike. the play the play the image. Play the drop image. it. Yeah, yeah. Play play the imaging right now on that. So so he's I'm got assuming a, a right, pro, now, right, yeah, right like, now. Yeah, we're 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 muted down. Yeah, but he's just playing like something really cool. Okay, Mike. Jay's top five. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and then a sound of an like an explosion after each one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five. Point of contention with your brother again, but sliding in at number five, McDonald's. Number five, that's cool. Classic. Yep, 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 gotta be on there. Classic. Probably the first bag of fries you ever had as a kid. Probably your last, too. Probably. <laughs> depending on when you go, you know. Uh, yeah, but you gotta... If Mc McDonald's if, has to be in your top if five. If it's not in there, then it's like, yo, we ain't talking. Because clearly you're, you're, you're not in the right headspace. Exactly. Now, maybe another good this or that. Number four, which I prefer more, clearly, mm -hmm. Wendy's. Wendy's number four. Wendy's, okay. Wendy's number four. Okay. They number, have the natural cut. Yes, yes. The, the but it cut. wouldn't have been a couple years ago when they switched the fry. It wouldn't have been the old fry. I was about to say. I already said super it. Super unpopular opinion. I loved the old fry from Wendy's. I don't the, I don't like the new natural cut. I love those big. You're out, of, you're out of pocket for that. We're not playing it, though. We're not playing that. So don't tell me I'm out of pocket. When we're playing it, then you can only use that. Okay, uh, you're out of pocket. Okay. <laughs> uh, number three. ATL. Shawty, what it do? Tell them. Chick-fil-A. Tell them. Uh, Tell them about them waffies. Uh, now, had we gone either a saucy or a chicken situation? Tell them about them. Number one, undefeated Hall of Fame first ballot, you know, Tom Brady-esque amount of rings. But we're going fries. Going and will, fries. I will play by the rules. Play. Thank you. And you. Last week, you were fighting them a little bit. You had a little bell, speaking of the pat, little Bill Belichick in you. Thank you're you. You're trying to cheat. Thank you. Well, thank you. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. There you go. Uh, number three, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yeah, yeah. Tell them about them Sunday worshipers, ATL, baby. ATL, yeah. That, and you know what? Might have been two. Guess those, what? Those spuds. Taking you down yeah. taking you down a peg to number three. Yeah. Because you're those, not open on Sunday when I yeah, always want you. Those spuds are at Sunday service. You know what I mean? Mm. That's where they're at. Okay? That's what. That's why they're not there. They're out there, you know, tell them, tell them the good Lord, you know, the word. You got the crocodile loafers on. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Number two, Arby's. Yeah, uh, baby. Talk uh, about it. Uh, Talk about got it. Our our first curly is in is in is in the building. Has entered the chat. Talk about and it. Seasoned. 
Big season fry guy. It's a bit, yeah. It's the bits. It's a marriage that our, just will that it will keeps on giving. That one's never getting the big D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And number one, do you have a guess? I do have a guess. Okay. You know me. I have a guess, but I feel like it's not. It's not it, but it should be it. Okay, I'm ready. Checkers. No, it is not. It should and be. I and, I knew, a, and I knew it wouldn't be. And I have actually. We're gonna go into that right after. But number one, top five fries all time. Give it to me, boy. Five guys. Five guys. Burger and fries. Five guys. That's I'm, it. I'm well. Cajun seasoning. Just uh, ketchup mountain. That's I not. Know you, I know you hate that. But that's, that's fine. No, listen, it's fine. Like, I don't like ketchup. Everyone else can do it. Just don't bring that shit around me. Okay. Now, I have some honorable mentions. I used to work at Five Guys. You know that. For one, that was the, that was, I don't know if you've ever done this. Did you tell the Colonel that? Uh, I don't know. Shout I mean, out to I, the Colonel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know if you've ever done this, but Five Guys was my, I only worked there for one day job. And I, I, and I, have I, and one I left too. after Hot you, Dog Hut, Jack's Beach. Hot Dog Hut, Jack's Beach. One day? One Sunday shift. You were done. I got my $50 cash. <laughs> I went home. Uh, I threw down on a keg. Caveman had bought a keg. I threw down on the chicken wings he was cooking, and I had $8 left for myself. That's, that's all, you and, and, and you were never going back to that place. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not telling them either. No, I never, I did not no, tell them. No, you don't tell them. I, you, you, it was ha- halfway through the shift, you're like, this is, this we're is done it. here. Mm-hmm. Yep, yes, I'll go, I'll go get the cabbage from the back. Yep, I'll right back, but you know that I'm, but actually don't know, because I'm not going to tell you, I'm done, I'm leaving after I'm this. telling you I'm taking out the trash, but I'm just walking out back, and I'm taking the trash out. The yeah. trash can is me. We're it's the end of the shift, and you're my you're my shift manager. You're coming up to me saying, "Hey, you did a great job today." Blah blah. blah. And I'm Monday. looking at you, and I'm smiling, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Guess what? Gone. Yeah. Okay. So I have a few honorable mentions. These. This is gonna. You know. There's. I don't like honorable mentions. They don't matter. They do. I don't. I, I don't. I never like the idea when we go. Oh, honorable mentions. Like, nah, dude. Uh, they, they, if they were, if they were so honorable, they would have been in there. Well. Let me let's talk about this then. No, because your honorable mentions are going to be like you know, you're going to put Publix in there or something weird. No, Checkers slash Miami <laughs> subs. Uh, that's just a tip of the cap to all of seasoned fry nation. Okay, yes, they're too close together. And here's the thing about Checkers, Checkers fries probably are uh, top five. But guess what? Everything else there is dog food. We're so not talking what? about anything. We're only talking about fries. Doesn't what matter. Are you talking about that's why it's an honorable mention. Doesn't matter. Uh, next, <laughs> just, okay, we just made that up. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next. <laughs> Publix wedge yeah, see, fries. Yeah, that's, 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 why, that's why I didn't care for your honorable mentions. I don't that's care. I okay, care next. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't... Guess who snuck in here? Land Shark? Sweet potato fries. Oh, God. <laughs> not even... Not even... Bro. <laughs> God, can we just talk about sweet potato fries? Sweet potato fries are so trash. Theirs were good, though. That honorable matter. mention. Was it because you were dipping them in like the icing? Yes. Yeah. Next. Without, sweet potato fries without the icing are terrible. Next. Uh, cracker <laughs> just barrel. Just plows through. He just crack, doesn't. Cracker barrel steak fries. Dude, you're just naming restaurants now. Are we done here? Zaxby's Crinkles, I see you. Are we done here? Uh, hold on. Any bowling alley fry out there listening. Barrel. Any bowling alley fry out there listening, you're on my honorable mention. And the But it's because it's one, doused with processed nacho cheese. No. And any cheese fry. <laughs> in existence. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, any man, cheese I already, fry. I know, I know this kid better than he knows himself. I'm telling you. Any cheese fry out there in existence, I want you to know that you've been and We seen. don't want that real cheese. We want that processed you've been goo hurt. that comes in the bag. And you have been seen. That's okay. it. And those are my honorable mentions Ugh. that needed to be. 
<laughs> they, it needed to be said. Did it? Yeah. Every one of those is just, I mean, a good, arguable. A good bowling alley so... fry. You, you, you miss that spare because of all that extra grease on the thumb. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, that's good. That's good. There you so, go. That's the top. That's, that's my top, top five fry. Nice. The people need to know. I know you had some discussions with uh, your friend, the Jewish contingencies. They oh, had, the Coleman they, boys. The Coleman boys had. They had a lot. Shout to out say. to Gabe, mm-hmm. the rabbi, Jakesker, yeah. Swolf, yeah. all of them. Yeah, they were. Uh, yes. They came hard. Yeah. Um. So speaking of the uh, Jewish contingency, um, I kind of want to switch gears here into maybe something a little bit on the more serious side because you know we like to have fun here. We do. Um, and we, we can sp- be serious though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's the you know me, and and you're the same way. Like as much as much fun as we like to have, there's we there's actually we care about things. Here. Yeah, there's responsibility here. So I wanted to um get into the Myers Leonard situation, which okay. I'm sure that you have already heard of and know plenty uh, about. I'm well versed. Yes. Uh, for any of you guys out there that's listening, Myers Leonard is a player that uh, he plays for the Miami Heat, and he was caught. This last week on Twitch, which is a uh, basically a uh, an app that you can watch other gamers. I use it to watch DJs and stuff, but you can watch gamers like anyone that's putting a cast out. There, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can watch people play games and learn how you know whatever. And he does that. He's got a, a fairly big following apparently, and he was uh, caught on the live stream um, calling uh, another. He dropped the K bomb. Yeah, another an anti-Semitic slur. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that, but uh, I was waiting to see if you were gonna. Absolutely into the not. Even 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 like reiterating the story is just like you, you don't need to say it. There's the, no need to say it. The K bomb. <laughs> yeah. So he got caught uh, dropping the K bomb, and uh, he and and it was kind of a big deal. And I wanted and as, obviously as soon as I saw it, I was like, what a great opportunity to be able to talk about this because I am fortunate to have. A member of the Jewish community as my co-host on the You're podcast. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. So I wanted to get your reaction on it, your initial reaction on it. Um, did you talk to other people? Yeah, I just kind of wanted to discuss that with you. Uh, no, you know, I didn't talk about it with with really anyone. You know, we've list, we listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff, so I heard a lot of people's opinions and stuff on it. Um, it's definitely disappointing. Um, did you, know. you did you see or hear the actual? No, no, okay. no. But I'm usually not one that's gonna go watch like, like if I hear and read about what was and see the transcript or whatever. I'm not usually one to go like watch that or the horrific video of mm-hmm. you know like the George Floyd type shit. Like right. you can't. You can watch a couple minutes, but like sometimes. Right. Well, that's a maybe a little bit different. You kind of had. I feel like you had to watch that one. No, I wouldn't say no. I'm with you. I, I agree with you. I know a lot of people that 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 just they heard it. They couldn't bear. They did. They didn't want to watch what. Yeah, they, and like, know? well, and just you know, growing up that way, you he- you hear people say stuff. Have almost... you heard that that perspective? Oh that, yeah, yeah, definitely. But back when we were younger, and I mean, this isn't really an excuse, but the '90s and the early 2000s were definitely more relaxed mm-hmm. as far as that type of stuff. Um, to where sometimes you don't want to have to confront those people. So you either kind of like laugh it off or just like let it go. Whereas now I feel like when someone says that in this in this day and age, it's a full stop. We cannot pass go. Mm-hmm. We're going to resolve this shit right well, here. Well, I think one of the biggest uh, differences in what you're talking about is every time 
one of these you know slurs these racist comments these things are saying they're being said on camera for for millions of people to see they're being retweeted so then they have to be addressed because now you have a, just a huge number of people that are hearing that and you, and it needs to be known that that it's not okay whereas the 90s there wasn't you know there was no twitch there was no videos out so yeah. it's like all right these only these three people heard it or whatever you know well, what I mean? it's now like, it's like all right no we have to address that because a lot of people heard that and a lot of people didn't know that that's not okay and it's it i always i kind of tied it back into the ray rice thing because mm -hmm. it's exactly like you said if you read about it you heard about it it's one thing but when you see him you know knock his fiance out when you see that you know domestic violence the same way when you see the video of them saying it mm -hmm. it, it 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 honestly kind of holds you more accountable to have to mm -hmm. confront it because it's different than you know the game of telephone where someone oh did you hear this person yes, said this yes. it's no 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 it's on my feed it just it just played mm -hmm. and you know it it's something that basically needs and because everyone has all these different you know social media outlets now you are your own brand in a sense, right? So you can That's put yes. you can put your own statement out about it. Whereas mm -hmm. before it was Well he did. Yeah, but my point though is that not even him. I just mean oh, anyone gotcha. that saw the video. You right. know, whereas, you know, before, you know, you can't always you don't always have that exposure. And now you can reach a hundred million people with now with what, a word or now lack what, thereof. What did you um what was what did you think about um, let me see how I want to word this because one, I want to preface it with, and I, we don't, we're not, we don't, we're not, we're not here to cancel people. We don't like that. We know we, 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 we actually talk about that cancellation station, like all the time here. Like I, I, I'm not a big canceling of like people and stuff, unless it's like just truly, truly warranted. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, giving someone, you know, second chances and whatnot. So like what? What what do you think? What is your opinion on, on how it's being handled? Were you? I mean, what were you initially? You know, was there ever a point where you were, you know, annoyed? Maybe how the maybe how the Heat reacted, how the how the league reacted. I mean, did you? I the one thing that I was really uh just it really actually just pissed me the fuck off was his statement. And whereas he well, said he didn't know what it meant, which to me is the way you that's said a slap that, in the face. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That was um, where I was like, I'm gonna yeah, I want to give you some chance, but like, don't don't come with that bullshit. Yeah, to me, the the most responsible thing you could have done was just raise your hand and just say, look, you know, I messed up. I shouldn't have said this. I'm sorry. And the interesting part, as you know, down here, large Jewish con uh, contingency mm -hmm. in South Florida, mm -hmm. so it's a little bit different that it was here rather than, you know, say Portland or San Antonio, because, you know, there might be a little bit more outcry and, and right. local, you know, pressure and stuff. Um, you know, did, did you see what uh, Julian Edelman, he reached out to him because he, did, got, did he you got see caught what he posted? Yeah. Yep. He got caught, caught up in a similar And which is, that's what I'm talking about. Which I, that's what I like is because I, I believe in second chances. I, I well, believe... no, Julian's a Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? But he, he got said, caught, you know, yeah, doing his well, own thing. Yeah, but what he said to Myers, and I have it here. If you want me to read yeah. it real quick, um, it was just, you know, this was like an open letter to Myers, and he goes, "So we've never met. I hope we can one day soon. Um, I'm sure you've been getting lots of criticism for what you said. Not trying to add to that. I just want to offer some perspective. And I, I, when I read this, I agreed kind of with his sentiment. It's, I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate." 
more out of ignorance. Most likely, you weren't trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comments. That's what makes it so destructive. When someone intends to be hateful, it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. And he basically was like, well, well put. I'm, glad, I'm down I'm, in Miami, you know, let, hit me up, let's get together. Well so, put. I'm, I'm glad you actually read that more because everything he said there was was right on the nose. And I, you know, that I made me think about it because you're right. You know, like the outward racism, the ones that are yelling in people's faces, like on videos, like, yeah, you're offended by that and it's terrible and you're supposed to be. Good mm-hmm. job. That's just, you're, that's you know, wrong. You that's, are wrong. Yeah. But when, because I agree, I didn't. I mean, do you, it seemed like he wasn't racist. You know, it wasn't. It seemed like he well, wasn't. Well, I mean, to, like the, the way, way that he it, saw it, way I was, it was like, said, I think he just fucked up. And there. when he paused after, yeah, it was a, that the pause. The know. pause heard around the world. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I think he knew what he said. He knew the impl- It all in that very quick half second knew what he said. Mm-hmm. No, he shouldn't have said it. Know the implications that it could have caused. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to kind of do the cowardly. I'm going to try to clean this up with excuses when that's, that's when you raise your hand and just yes. say like, that's when you reach out to the Jewish community, mm-hmm. you do some stuff with them, you learn about it, you grow from it. And then you help spread kind of the word of, of tolerance and all that type of stuff to every yes. type of community around you. Yeah. That's how you play that. That's, and he didn't yeah. play it like that. And he did. And I was super so disappointed, disappointed him in yeah. that, in that. And, and you know, the heat are, you know, there's, he's, he's going to stick around because there's value to him as far as, you know, there's, it's a business. Well, this is exactly where, you know, the, all the stuff outside of sports and the dollars and cents get, get, get put in that bag. And Mm -hmm. you know what these, what these people are going to choose almost every time, unless it's so bad Mm -hmm. that you can't come back from it. And I think the circumstances of this and the culture today, and just the way that there's a 24 hour news cycle like this exactly. is gonna get swept under the rug. It already has. I mean, yeah. we're talking about it now. It's, it's and they it's suspended him for what, like a week. Yeah, and and some I mean, he money. was hurt. That's another thing too. Like guys that don't know the story, the guy was already hurt. He wasn't yeah. even playing this year, so it's not like like the Heat. Like he was like this like role player. He wasn't even playing. Exactly. The guy was so, at, the guy was at. I mean, home he's important enough for that they didnn't just cut him right away. Exactly. So. Well, he's got yeah, he's got cap. He's got he's got importance because of the cap. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to get your. Uh, your uh, perspective on that, I think it's important. I think it's important to talk about it. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. No more serious stuff, guys. All Back right. To the fun stuff. All right. Can you talk about last night, please? Yeah. Let's get it out. Let's talk. I'm Grammys. glad we didn't talk. I'm glad we didn't talk to each other at all. But we both knew. I somehow knew that you were watching. I was wifey. Basically, we were what we started the Matrix, the original. And then oh, nice. she, she realized it was on. Right I before texted her, yeah. Yeah, she kicked me off. I texted she, her, I was like, yo, you watching this? You're missing Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah, she kicked me off immediately, and we put the Grammys on. Yeah. And was, I didn't say, I left that alone. Yeah, it was You're really, welcome, really good. I mean, like... Actually, let's talk about that real quickly. The production. The, that's what I wanted to go to first. The production and the format of the show... Do that A1, every year. A1. Every, I want that every year. I want a small group of people. Mm-hmm. I want different settings, intimate settings... All the and so let's let, let let me paint a picture for a, a lot of you guys that didn't watch it. So they did a a whole different format this year where they weren't in like the Staples Center with all like you know the hundreds of thousands of like people. They only had the people there that were up for the big awards, and you it was probably and the presenters, yeah, and the presenters, and it was like maybe like 
25 to 30 people maybe well i think well, you there know. was a couple what were there not a couple different sets though like there was the outdoor well there was no there, there was, was another there was the outdoor where they're presenting the awards and there yeah. was like maybe there was those was like that was only like taylor swift was there you know beyonce megan the style was like dua leap only like the main people were there and then inside there was like a little thing like kind of cool through the corridor and inside was um this theater yeah yeah and in there is where they set up all the live performances. Okay, so that's what it was. All right, yes. so I thought maybe there were multiple sections, but it was visually engaging. Well, they all were produced. Yes. All, all of the live performances were all, they were like little mini movies. It wasn't a guy on a stage no. singing a song in front of a microphone. With fireworks in the background. No, it was no. none of that. It was this cool produce with huge settings and lightings. It looked like a movie. It was like a little music video. That might have gotten me back it into was really, award shows. It was really cool. Like... I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, you know, the pictures and stills from, like, the Oscars and, like, all these other ones. No other show. is They're all virtual. They're handing them out. The guy, you know, Jason Sudeikis is high on, you know, Zoom, yeah. like, like, accepting the Just award. Just pressed and starched and not, not that fun. It was amazing. And Trevor Noah. Yeah, he's great. Killed it. The Trevor Noah hosted the guy from the um, Daily Show. Daily Show, I yeah. mean, he was freaking funny. Yeah, he's good. Tastefully funny. I'm always always been a fan of him. Um, the, mm -hmm. You know, even during COVID when he was just doing the show from his and house, I was always laughing. Yeah, so he, he was a, he was a great. And guy. it's and this is live. Like what? Like, that's what was so like what we were telling you. It was so cool with these productions and like these people are actually singing live, and you knew it was live because did you see where Lizzo said bitch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what she said. I was like, see, this shit's live. You're like, they're at, like, I, that's when I was like, Grammys, good, good, good job. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. And the, the performances were just amazing. I got a visually couple of, stunning. Yeah. I, well, I want to go through the quick good and bad performances. There was there's tons of good ones. You know, your Harry give Styles. Me, give me a bad one. I, yeah, the bad ones. Well, Billie Eilish, I thought was, Didn't was see not it. good. Not good. Dua Lipa was not good. Um, Was she? She lip was lip syncing. I, she was lip syncing. I'm not Ellie. Wife I was can always so disappointed. tell. Can always tell, and I was just like, I, was, I didn't say anything out loud, but I'm like, I think she is. She was. I was so disappointed because I, you know, I love Dua Lipa. I, love, I thought I, she was gonna actually sweep at the Grammys. Yeah, because her her album, Future Nostalgia, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, she's great. She's a star. You know what I? But but I think what I what what we what I figured out was she can't dance and sing. Yeah, that's her, I think that's her flaw because I've seen her like on Saturday Night Live. I've seen her on like the Colbert Report. She's got pipes. Oh my god, yeah, she can. That girl can sing. Yeah, she's got. And pipes. this was the first time where I was like, and and she and, and if you see her performance, she's doing a lot of choreography, a lot of you know shaking. God, she's just she's fine. Oh my god. Um, and she I don't think she can dance and sing because some people can't do that. So yeah, you know, and she she's got powerful you know vocals going on. So you know, it's like that's why you don't see Adele. You know, running across the you know the the, yeah, the stage. Yeah, she's not doing fucking. She can't do that. She can't do that shit. She's 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 belting some serious. Well, that that comes from the diaphragm too. Right. So like that that deep down in the diaphragm thing where mm -hmm. it's like you can't be doing jazzercise while you're right. Yeah, while you Zumba work, while you're you know, belting these lyrics out. Right. Exactly. So yeah, Dua was uh Dua was was a little bit of a letdown, and uh, the John Mayer one was was pretty shitty too. John Mayer played with this uh, country music chick from Texas. And I saw that. I wasn't. I was, mm. I was like, I was like, not nah, so. this is lukewarm here. I was yeah. like, this is not lukewarm. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, there, there was, you know, everybody else was great. I mean, I mean, first, first and foremost, Do you want to go there? Silk Sonic. Oh my Lord. 
Anderson, Pac, and Bruno Mars. Well, we we listened. We all, you, me, and Wifey, we all heard the song like a couple days, like a week before, and we were Mm -hmm. like, okay, the song is good. The single, the single came out. Silk Sonic, uh, for you guys, is Anderson, Pac, and Bruno Mars. They they come together now and they've started a. a we uh, call that a super group? Is that a super? Nah, group? You need, I think you, you need, need one more. more person, yeah, right? yeah. If they had one more in there, maybe a duo. Super yeah, duo. but uh, they've come together and they're called Silk Sonic. They released a single last week. Now, now go. It was when you say visually stunning. It's when you hear the song. It to me totally drips seventies. They were dressed to the teed. Bruno, Bruno, his mustache. It was just oh my like, god. It looked like Ike Turner, some crazy shit. You it know, was like that, a curly haired Ike Turner. Yes, and it was that perfect seventies. Um, what do you even call that aesthetic where you have the triple? Oh well, the I three mean, people it, behind you, and then well, it's like it's like if you've ever seen those old footage of like the Temptations or the Supremes, yes, like yes. those old Motown reviews where like the go. three are in the back, you know, singing a cappella, and then like you know Eddie Kendricks or like David Ruffins in the front, or or, or, or our boy Chinooka, uh, Smokey Robinsons in the front, <laughs> you know, singing. The Miracles are in the back on the like on the one, and they're Happy and they're Chinooka. all doing like their their own like little cheesy yeah you know dances. It was so, exactly it was, just hand motions. Yes, and the way the angles and everything where they kind of faded the background behind yes. it. Yes, it 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 is a it complete so testament cool. to how much better uh a well first off amazing how live performances by both of them were mm. just insane yeah that bruno has got to me is like bruno those pipes are bruno i mean 24 karat so i read actually today about that um they weren't supposed to be a part of yeah no, no, did you that, read about that well no that was like a twitter campaign yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, I was I, watching that i didn't know that until yeah. today i was reading mm-hmm. about it and i was like and they were saying how Bruno went to the Academy, the Grammys, and said, like, hey, yo, we like we want to get on here. I know we're a little too late for our like our album is, is to be submitted, but we want to get on there. We're we're starving, which that was actually genius kinda, move, by the that way. That was actually funny, but I but I, I think the whole thing was just a marketing ploy. I don't think it, any any of it was like, you know, them trying basically they were like, Can we get on the show to we're promote itching our to stuff? Play live. Because we're itching to play live and we're promoting our stuff and we haven't been able to make any money. And like that, he said we're start not starting musicians, but he said out of work musicians is what he said. Okay, Bruno, which I like, I laughed at. I go, this better a be a bit dramatic because homie, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Go say that to the actual starving musicians, like yeah, you, you right. Know, and DJs that aren't the making people anything. that are get he yeah because he was like we haven't had a gig in forever. Yeah, I was like you're not gigging, bro. Ew. You're not playing five nights a week down in the quarter trying to like scrape money by. Okay. You're getting you're making a super duo with Anderson Pac while, while during the quarantine getting ready to just drop that shit. Yeah, that's called creme de la creme, my <laughs> yeah. friend. But so, it was just sick. Yeah. It was sick. Silk Sonic killed it and then they and then they came they did yeah. their, their performance and then they came back for, during the uh, tribute for Little Richard. Little Richard, yes. They, they, uh, the Grammys always do a tribute every single Grammys where they do all the people that died in the last year all the musicians and people in the music business and uh little richard died as you as you know uh, in 2020 and they came out and did a little tribute for him and that was better than <laughs> silk sonic was, you had anderson pock on the drums yes and you and you and then there was all the free nationals with them by the way did you pick up on that that was all the free nationals i didn't i didn't realize all the, the other the rest of the backing band was the free nationals yeah sick sick group if you haven't heard them on yeah. the side also yes from anderson and you had Amazing bruno CD. on the on the vocals just oh doing little richard with the bandana i was like it was freaking amazing 
Yeah, uh, the whole world needs more Anderson and Bruno. Yeah. Like, it, I don't care what prescriptions it, you're on, you could always use 40 cc's more of whatever dose you're already Yeah, getting. and if there's one, you know, performance that you want to, like, maybe go on YouTube and watch, I, we recommend go look up Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock, Little Richard Tribute at the Grammys. It was, hands down, incredible. Yeah. Just incredible stuff. Yeah, really, really good. But, um... I was pleasantly surprised with Harry Styles, which I'm usually not like. I'm not didn't really see a... his, and I'm really kind of shoulder shrug emoji that, which, on him, which is fine. I get that. I, he was not really a guy that I'm into, but I was pleasantly surprised with his performance. Um, was it like? Did he have like like surprising vocals, or was it like? Yeah, a stage yeah, presence? yeah. No, like, no, his great vocals. Like I okay. love his vocals. I love the whole song. Yeah, it was like I was like, yo, this. He he had such a David Bowie vibe. He had such an artist, such an, a creativity vibe to him, and he had this like really good voice. So I was like, you know what? I can see that you're very into your craft and you're and you're and you're good at it. Okay, so he's like it that was almost. Respect. It was, it's it was like that almost kind of aloofness of I can't really pay attention to all this other stuff because I'm so like deep in the. Yeah, uh, you could just tell. You know, you just the, tell like those yeah. people that have those. Yeah, they're yeah. And the... Well, it's the, like Bowie Prince thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... They're too far in it. They can't be bothered with the other normal right, things right. that people do. And the... Uh, and then and then let's just... Uh, let's just talk about this Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. <laughs> I mean... Mm. I mean... Mm. Ooh! I was biting the bottom lip the whole time. <laughs> the way you popped that lip. It's... It was... That I was... Mean, that was a porno. It's... I, uh, I mean, I'm, not mad, I'm, but I was just like, if I, I had kids, they are, they better be in fucking bed. See, I'm the opposite. See, mom is in the kitchen making something. I'm yelling, Jordan Jr., JJ, get out here. I need you to see this. Oh, see, I'm doing, no, I, I'm, I'm, pu- I'm, sh- I'm shoving the kids in bed and then I'm walking across the hallway to my bedroom and waking up my wife. Ooh. Say, get out here and watch this with me. Okay. Uh, either way, yeah. Um, both of them. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I what mean, to, I mean was... we were talking about Megan The Stallion the other day, and just how she's kind of, you know, just like we're both big Pimpsey, R.I.P. Chad Butler fans. Yep, 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 um, yep, yep. And so her taking on the moniker Tina Snow from his Tony Snow, yep, and yep, just yep. putting Houston Port Arthur on her back is just great to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we can both agree. It's just nice seeing a bunch of women out there running running the rap game because they've been given the short straw so many times. Yeah, and that that's, that's I'm actually glad that you said that because there was a moment when I was watching uh, Meg <laughs> Megan Cardi and I was like, you know what, this these song this stuff even though like, I know the Savage I know like Up and like I was uh, I was watching I was, I was like honestly this type of music is is I like it better than a lot of the other. Like yeah. male rap, like new rap out there. Like this stuff has got rhythm. This stuff's got like, a, like you know, good lyrics. Or like it's like something I can get behind. Cardi, uh, I definitely like Cardi for like her aggressiveness and stuff like that. But honestly, I really, really like Megan The Stallion. Yeah, lyrically, um, I I think she's the whole package as far as she's got a little bit more substance to her. She's still got the hood street stuff mm-hmm. there, but she can be, you know, she's. Got the whole hot girl stuff going on. I'm just she got better ass. If you oh ask me. my god! That's I mean everything that, about her. I think is I think she's a better, more that polished she, version. And of that a was party. another thing too. Like yo, the Grammys. Like whoever was in was in charge of like you know cameras and stuff. They were all up in there. They weren't. They, they let weren't, that ace they be the place. Yeah, they weren't shying away. They weren't going go to camera seven as soon as like you know camera six got too close to the ass. They said stay on six. Stay on six. Yeah, exactly. Like, they. I mean, at one point, Cardi B does a stripper pole thing. 
Yeah. I mean, and then they get, and then they ended on the, like her and yeah. Megan are on the bed together. Exactly. Like it was just like, I was just like, this is incredible. I wanted little Timmy to see that. And <laughs> you know what? That's, he needs to see that. He yeah. needs to know what, what's coming down the pipe. Yeah. That was, uh, that was an amazing performance that I was just like, I feel like I'm watching history. Yeah. Her story, if I may. Well, you know, and also, you know this, like recently in the last couple of years, like hip hop and rap took over rock and roll as will... being like the most, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, prevalent music. Well, uh, and I will say too, genre out there. I was pleasantly surprised with um, the baby, which I kind of like the baby. I like him. I actually really liked Lil, Lil Baby. Uh, mm. I did you watch his performance? No. See, I'm talking about the performance. Well, I saw the babies. Yeah, the baby who he did his with Roddy Rich. Yes. Like I like that he didn't try to do the whole rapper thing where no, he actually he wanted it to be like an actual. He wanted I don't know if it was him, so I don't want to give him full credit, but he did like the let's make this like a real performance thing and, and I think drop all the music out. Mm-hmm. I want them to hear. He was super crisp on mm-hmm. all of his lyrics, yep. and you saw him rapping them in a way that you're like that can't ever be duplicated no, he was on it. on on yes. you know like that was there was no way that was lip yes sinking rapping, did you pick up you know? on those uh those grannies in the background though oh yeah <laughs> i mean right that away. was hilarious oh yeah he had like these it was grannies. judge judy basically yeah right? it, no it was literally like six judge judy's like old ass white women up in the background and he was the the conductor and they were his choir and like they're zooming in on like these old i'm telling you old white women and they're just singing his lyrics. Yeah, no, it was great. You know, it was just, yeah. it was hilarious. And then did you uh, pick up on Trevor Noah at the end there? When he uh, called him? The no. Baby Boomers? Uh-uh. <laughs> he called him, he goes, oh, oh, give it up for the baby and the Baby Boomers. I was like, no, he didn't. Trevor, an- another another point for him? Uh, yeah, I was like, I was getting him points all night. Yeah. But Lil Baby was good though, too. I was actually... Re- I- I've never been a huge fan of him, and a large part of it is just the uh the voice i don't like that really squeaky kind of and he has that he has that like he has that that's one of those like uh always sunny things where i do like the i can't get past that right yeah i can't get people don't like charlie's voice yeah i can't i can't get (laughs) that's how my dad is he's like oh because i love we love always sunny i always tell him about he's like i can't get past that guy's voice i'm like what that's like the funniest part yeah so that's (laughs) just one of those things where i know he's super popular i mean I would even say I think he had the most popular album in 2020. Uh, uh Lil Baby. Yeah, and apparently it did. Yeah, like the most selling. I'm not units. well versed in him to be quite honest. That was uh I probably heard him like maybe like a couple times on the radio or something, but yeah. I watched that performance and I was like I was like, I'm gonna go back and watch it though. It good. Maybe that might be a little homework. It was that it was dude, if they did it out in front of the Staples Center, it was a whole again, a whole production thing of like I mean, I won't go in it, but it's like a whole produced thing out in the streets and like he's doing like a he's doing a little mini movie. Uh Grammys. Excellent say, job. Do that more. Grammys, you are back in. I think they've heard the people because I've had everybody say that that was amazing. That's that's the format to go going forward. That's how you got to do it. That's one of the, like, you know, there will be some silver linings to COVID. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that you don't need to fucking put everyone in a room and just have a very stuffy starch performance anymore. Get yep. creative. Get out there. Do some yeah. cool different shit. Yeah. That was dope. That made me actually want to watch more of it. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Grammys do that more. I I feel like they probably heard it. I feel like I feel like they've heard the people. Because I hope so. I've seen it all everywhere. Like how that was 
that that was just totally well done and just in the time of covid i mean whoever the musical director uh, that was in charge of that two thumbs up by yeah, the royal the success podcast yeah so uh what else we got here we got um you got a little uh musical segregation thing going on you said something about uh i actually want to go into my other topic you got something what you want to do yeah um i was approached this uh this week I think it might be also that we're moving, so maybe that's prompting this. And it's very funny the way that she chose to um, kind of uh, offer her services. But my wife, uh, and I want your opinion, so if you guys don't know, I've been married about uh, about a year and a little over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is single, so this is that good... Married versus single, kind of. I want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Um, hear that, ladies? I'm wifey single. has offered slash recommended that we start um, combining our laundry. What are oh. your thoughts? Uh, I I'm confused why you haven't already. Uh, What's so special about your laundry? It's not. <laughs> What the hell's going on with your fucking shirts? It's so goddamn special. I feel like her it's, shirts probably a better material. Uh, they are. No, no, no. Her shirt. I mean, everything about her is better. You, than wait, me. hold on. Time out. Let me let me go back real quick. Are you guys doing your laundry? Like, is she doing her laundry and you're doing yours? Yeah. Wow. We've always done that. Really? What are you yeah. guys? Are just a couple I've, roommates. I've done my own laundry <laughs> since I was like. Do you guys a very, wash your own my... dishes too? She washes hers. You wash yours. No. <laughs> The same freaking but thing. I'm also not wearing that fucking dinner plate under my butthole for 12 hours a day, and then and then giving <laughs> and then handing her my dinner plate either. Yeah. Okay, um, but okay, it's so not. Is e- that what it comes down? No, to? it's, it's like not a little even a, poopy in the drawers. Maybe no, I don't, babe. If you saw it already, yes, you done seen it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So that's not the I, question. It's here. The, I don't I, see a I problem think, in it. Do you not want to do it? I don't. Why? So there's a few things out here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one is that we do typically, we don't always do our laundry. Like I'm not going to ask her to do a bunch of my work shirts or something Sunday because, night. you know, because, you know, she doesn't have anything going on or whatever. I'm be like, Hey babe, like, you know, you said you were going to do our laundry and like, I need some work shirts. So like, can you get on that? I'm so not going to do You just that. get up and you do it. Well, I do my own stuff. So I'm on my do own you schedule. Ask her though? Like, I feel like if I was like, if it was Sunday night, I was like, all right, I need to get some work shirts for tomorrow. What, I'm do, you mean, what do you shirts? mean, ask her? Like, like yo, hey, hey babe, babe, I'm about to do a load. Some... You need anything? You want to throw anything in? Well, no, because typically, if I'm doing a load, that's a full load. She you just does... grab all your shit. Yeah, she does her, but but that's the thing. Like, here's the other part. She doesn't know which of my things. I mean, as someone that's always been on the cusp of either an L versus XL mm-hmm. versus who knows, sometimes XXL. Right, right, right. There's certain shirts and certain items you can't necessarily wash or, or excuse me dry well you gotta have that discussion with her so she knows but what i gotta go i gotta do give her an itemized receipt of all the shirts that she can dry and shirts she can't dry uh yeah kind of sorta and i know you're not very good with receipts yeah i'm terrible with them um but yeah no yeah you just like say like hey yeah this one i mean this is how it, uh, this is how we're, she's gonna wash she's gonna dry one thing and it's gonna ruin that shirt and you're gonna go all right and then you have the conversation, and it'll never happen. It'll never happen again. It will definitely happen again, and it'll not be her fault. It'll be because I didn't tell her to not dry the shirt. Yeah, yeah. But so there's, you know, but I don't want to burden her with like maybe she doesn't need to do any laundry, and guess maybe I do. So what am I going to be like? Hey, no, 
I'd rather just do mine what when was, I need to do mine. What was her? What was her like? Oh, so uh, oh, you yeah, ready what for was this? Hers? Yeah, you, you ready for this? Yeah. I don't know if any. Oh, the, okay. It's because you, everyone else does it together. No, no. This is first off. She All goes. The other couples are doing. She it goes. Together. You know, I think part of it is due to the fact that we're move. We're moving to a new house. I don't know. Maybe there's some. You're getting next a laundry step, room. There's a next yeah. step of our marriage intertwined into mm-hmm. this. I don't know. But part of it was. She goes, babe. You know, I'm I'm offering to do this for you. Oh, she, she wants was, to do your laundry. She was, and you're still fighting it. Well, she was like, say, like, and then she gave me the. I know you're not very good at doing your laundry. Ooh, okay, saying it yeah, like that and yeah. gave me like the backhanded. I'm trying to help you, but it's also because you're you're dog shit at it, right? And. You know, so it's, what's the problem? She said she's she's gonna she wants to do it. She'll do it for you, right? That's I what just I'm I, I to, like I said, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I've always done it myself. I'm used to doing it. Did I don't you say wanna, no to it? I didn't say no, but, but you didn't I say was yes, exactly. Wow, I, that's so weird. She said she just wants to do it right, and do it correctly, and then all you have to do is just say, hey, this one, hey, just these don't dry them. That's all you literally have to do. I don't know if it's that easy. I feel like she, she, well, from what you told me, I she feel said, like, like as a simple man right now, you're also just really boiling this down to simple. That, well, I usually try to boil everything down. It's like, a cat it's, and mouse game. What, what's, what are you giving? I, I'm trying to figure out what is like the con in it for you. And the only con that I've heard out of your what mouth interview is that she might shrink a couple of your fucking shirts. Well, all right. So here's the other part. Usually we have different closets, A, because no closet can hold. All of our stuff. Not in not in today's age. Not in today in today's modern age. You gotta have separate pr- closets. Agreed. So you know, I get up early in the morning. I go to my room. I put on my clothes. Mm-hmm. That's where my hamper is. Mm-hmm. So what? I gotta start taking my clothes and putting them in her hamper. No, she just walks over to the other room and grabs that hamper. Which but actually is easy for her. But but what if both hampers both hampers can't fit? So what? She just does some of mine and some of hers. Or does she just do hers and then just mine? In which case, I'll just do mine. And we're right back to where we already were. So, wait, are you saying that, like, what if both ham- hampers are filled and she, what, is she just going over and just doing one load? How well, are you guys doing laundry? I don't know about you guys, but when I do laundry, I'm doing, like, all the laundry. It depends. Like, I, like I've never, like, when I do laundry, I don't do one load. Unless, like... I like I like I'm in like some type of like situation where it's like well, oh, that's I, what need, I'm saying. I need like I need all of it. I'm going on a trip. I need all of this cleaned. And well, I yeah. Like, sometimes it's that. But sometimes, when I do laundry, I get all of my laundry and I do all of my laundry. Sometimes it's a Sunday. I got three loads. I got to knock them all out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's we went and did something. Oh, it's you know seven o'clock. I got to throw just my work stuff in. What if you whatever. play it like this? What if you? What if? What if we? What if you come together as you know as a as a beautiful married couple and you say, hey yo. I'll wash if you fold. So then you can be a little more hands-on in charge. But now I have to be there every time there's a, a washing. Or, you know, like now it's like, uh, now I'm not there for a couple. Now I'm not holding up my folding duties. You're not folding. You want to fold? I don't want to fold. No, I definitely don't want to. Yeah, you're washing. She's folding. Well, now, now I'm, back, you're not now good I'm at doing the laundry, good. though. And actually, I want to go back to that. Why are you not good at laundry? I'm assuming that when she said that, it's the folding part, right? Well, I mean, because like washing, well, first off, things, you know, you know, washing me. and drying things is pretty you, elementary. You know me. What most likely is happening? 
Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, come on. I'm washing the clothes. I definitely throw them in the dryer, and and they're dry, uh-huh. and then they oh, stay there for four, they stay there for four days. Oh yeah. And she then, doesn't like that. And then they're wrinkled, so now I have to put them back on, and then I walk away, and then I forget that I turned it back on, four. and then I come on to the next day, and then the next day, and then it snowballs into. That's a, not enough. That's not. That, that's, that's I think her main. That's indictment. not offense. That's not offense. That's that, that's, that's not offensive. Good. No. That's hey, listen. All right, I forgot That's it. It's the single pop single it. guy and you talking. But I, I do that all the time. I just pop it on 10 minutes. But see, I don't walk You don't off. have a wife coming up behind you with three loads that she's got to get done. See? That's the difference. Ah. Now, now ponder that for the week. Yes. Hey, married couples, uh, coupled couples... Uh, you I know, any my, I, anyone I, that's out there, get at us. Yeah. Let us know when you combined uh, com- combound laundry. Yeah. Let us know when you did that. Yeah, I need yeah, to know. No, I need. I need more feedback. Yeah, and, but I, and I but I do want to go on record in saying that I see no problem with the combining of. It's problematic to it's me. To me, I think I think it's something that you need to uh, adapt and sacrifice and get used to. It's just one of those things in a marriage and in when you're in love. Which is like not even a big deal to like have to sacrifice. Where I think you need to come a little. I just bit don't want to lose control, and it's the stupidest, smallest amount of control that you could possibly but have. I, can, I see what you're saying. It's like when you, when you, when you give I've up done those it forever. things. When you, when you do it, well, yeah, well, yeah. I've done it since I was like 12. You know um, what I mean? Yeah. You're just gonna retire me without a, a last of... season where I go around to every stadium and say my goodbye. I mean, you were balls. You were raided from the Matrix, and all of a sudden you've got you know Harry Styles on your screen. Yeah, you see that. That's, so like that's life something, comes at you quick, my see, friend. See, like that's something that like you know I can I'll, I'll hear that argument. You know, I said, Who's "Oh, the, the Grammys are on." Yeah, yeah. I said, you know, we were trying to figure out what movie to watch. I go, "How about the Matrix?" She goes, one. "She goes the first one." I go, "Yeah, the first one." She goes, "Let's do it." I'm with her though. I could skip and go straight to Reloaded, and and all. And well, we were amazing. like 24 minutes in, right when he oh. started, right when he takes the pill. Oh, Bob, right when he takes the pill, pill, he's getting, he's, he took, he takes the red pill. Spoiler alert. been like, yo, you need to stop. You can stop it now. Hit record and we're coming back. Well, so he, uh, spoiler alert. He takes the red pill and (laughs) whoa, 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 (laughs) takes the red pill. And then he starts getting downloaded into the matrix. And guess what? Sick. Guess what? Grammys are starting. Guess what? Harry Styles. So I just want everyone in the world out there to remember this That's conversation so that when Alex does get married, mm-hmm. we and can I revisit this. I, know, and I will we'll go there. I will. I will. If my, uh, if my parents are listening and my family's listening, I won't, Ashley, let, I, won't, I won't let you down. I won't let you down, guys. I promise. <laughs> I'll do it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my thing. I need all the couples out there. Uh, tell me when you guys com- combined in laundry. Let me know. Who does it? How did it happen? Was there a conversation about it? Because I, I bet it's something that, that has happened. I think you are right. I think you're on to something. I bet it's something that's like, hey, yo, we got to figure something out. Here. Well, that's also part of it, too, is like, it's like, what if you you got your driver's license at 15, and then, you know, you got your actual driver's license at 16, and then they just said at 35, hey, you don't ever have to drive anymore. It's actually just, yeah, right. It's, it's actually so like, surprising to me, though, that it was just the other way around, because if, if I'm just playing you know like fantasy world here and i was doing mine she was doing hers i would be the one being like this is weird can you do it or can we figure out a way because like i think it's so it's so it's kind of like gives you a little look into you know the people that you and your wife are where she was like with the new house was like hey yo we gotta well here's the fucked up part ready oh there's more i don't even want to do my laundry 
I hate doing my you laundry. You need to go see a therapist. I hate doing my laundry. <laughs> you need to go see a therapist. I don't therapist. even, I, there's nothing I hate more in the world. There's nothing I love to put on someone else. But <laughs> I, guess what? I don't understand. Like, if, if I was doing this every day and like, my, I don't wanna, and my I wife don't... came to me, I'd be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Look, she already does all the heavy lifting already. She I don't want to. Do it a little bit more. I don't want to burden her with that. I'm going to make sure, let's make sure she doesn't listen to this episode because I don't want her getting. I told her we were talking about as soon as we had the conversation, that's part of the new reality of life with her is that now because we have the podcast. Well, no, no, just because we have the podcast. She said, she said, she, we talked about it and I go, yeah, I'm writing that down right now. And we're talking about that. She goes, don't put me on blast. I'm like, you're uh, not the one this being is put me on telling blast. You that it's like there might be a little blast. Yeah, but it's all on me. Anyways. She's gonna listen to it on Wednesday morning, eight a.m. because she gets those notifications, and she's yeah. gonna be just hitting that fifteen-second button, like just skipping ahead, just like waiting to hear the L word. You know, ladies of the podcast, now is when we need you most. Yeah, let, let us know what's yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. This is a hot topic, and I'm not talking malls. I need to know. Mm what the situation is here but honestly you've it's dug 2021 yourself so- i'm trying to do my own laundry no you've dug yourself such a hole because you right there at the end just admitted that like you don't even really want to do it which is such a weird i despise psycho, laundry just just a psychological you're just psychologically just fucking like us and her and everyone like you are like you Wednesday, like that do you like Wednesday that twist five, i gave you at the yeah, end yeah i i loved it i don't know <laughs> if she will uh, I mean, I think she knows deep Let's down just how, say this. how much I don't enjoy it. When you walk in the door on Wednesday at 5 p.m. after work, pick up a pie. Pick up some chicken wings. What is she? Pick up what, like a little maybe like a Cuban sandwich. She's a What's flower girl. She loves flowers. Grab some flowers. Okay. Grab some flowers. So I'll get the chicken wings. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boneless. No. Oh, no, no, no boneless. So yeah, that's um. Are you? Uh, you think it's time? I I think it's time. I think we cleared the air on that. We got a lot of stuff out of the way, man. That was a heavy first, you know, like hour. hour we and went half up right and there. down. That was yeah. a bit of a rapids, water park, roller coaster, Disney World situation. Hands Six Flags. Up. Yeah. Thank Six, you. Where no one's ever been to one. We've only seen the commercials. Six Flags over Georgia. Uh, Coleman contingency. Please just don't don't come a at, litany don't, of no. DMs into his DM. Please do it. <laughs> don't. No, yeah. delete. All right, uh, I think it's time though. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sit back and relax now, and you tell me a bunch of stuff I don't know about. this week is brought to you by his hers and herms the authority on gender reveal parties for boys girls and the medically unclaimed you need a reason to gather your closest friends unnecessarily hoping to have your dreams crushed on video and spread over social media well his hers and herms has got you covered this week they have an unbelievable deal guys i'm telling you this is our first big sponsor we want you out there we want you to support them that it's a girl package is an absolute steal Use the promo code It's Over to get 20% off. The It's a Girl package includes your choice of up to a thousand options to show the world you're absolutely funked. Includes a hockey stick and baseball bat to break over your knee and even provide. I love that. 
for tw- for the video, you're going to get up to 20 full seconds of us bleeping out all your cuss words on that gender reveal video. His, hers, and herms. The authority when it comes to gender reveals. Use promo code It's Over for 20% off. His, hers, and herms. Whatever it is, we'll reveal that disappointment to your family and loved ones. All right, guys. All right, guys. Yup. Go out there. Uh, support his, hers, and herms. Uh, you know, our first official partner, sponsor. Um, we got a little uh, we got a little hot water situation going on with it. It might be it might that, that might be our last time I think uh things are there's yeah. there's a rapidly um evolving situation going on. Yeah. And what, what happened um, there with that? I do I have a statement that um well basically the certain things have gone down with the company and yeah, they've gotten into well, let's a, just, a bit we'll of just, business. We'll just we'll go into it. We'll go we into weren't it. we weren't supposed to like really do the ad read, but as we, of right now, our solicitor, Max. That's me. That's me. That was. Oh, my. That what was, do I. That was me. That was, My and sister's it, calling. Yeah. That's. It's Ashley, on silent now. It's on silent now. Ashley. You're still. You're still top bill 2021 of the Bensons. But that didn't, that didn't knock her down a peg? No. You're skating on thin ice, though. Okay. Um, Sorry about that. But this is a serious situation. Yeah. Um, so I just want to read very quickly. We are being told that Tim. Uh, from his, hers, and Herms is actually on the run right now. Um, yeah, the yeah. FBI and local authorities are asking if you do see him, uh, consider him armed and dangerous. He's got a bit of a, a an operation going on there. I think I think that's what we're trying. We're kind of figuring out. He's it's yeah. not who we think they are. No, uh, please uh, please call one eight hundred Hot Tips. Mm-hmm. That's one eight hundred Hot Tips. Yes, that's Hot Tips with a Z. With a Z. Z yeah. Um, and also just, uh, coincidentally, I guess, as a little bit of a marketing ploy, um, his, hers and herms is doing a 84% off fire sale. Yeah, You said that you, you went online and you saw that banner across the website that they're having like a bit of a fire sale. No pun intended. <laughs> it literally said, uh, <laughs> it, it literally said, uh, practically take it on there. Yeah, so, so that might that may or may not have been the last uh, last little ad we we get, we we do for him just because his uh, hers and herms eighty four percent off though yeah go in there cash in they do a good job in my book but uh, apparently the accountant says otherwise yeah so that's where we're at yeah so let's get into it the okay. peacock the peacock oh, wow. the peacock all right my favorite part I get to sit back yeah so you get relax to sit back and chill okay let's go I'm ready um. This uh, this week's peacock is Muscle Shoals. Muscle? Muscle Shoals. Shoals. Yeah. So you went in and you kind of gave me a little taste of what it's like to know who the person is with the last two, with Sam Cooke. Right. And then this Big one L is not and... a person. It's, it is and it isn't. Okay. I'm already... Sh- now it's... Yeah. I'm already... You don't... Okay. Yeah. This, is one, this is the first like kind of non-person kind of... Uh, highlighting a studio and group of musicians. This is Ooh. what yes, we're doing. Not, not not every time is it going to be a person. Sometimes it'll be you know a record label. Maybe it'll be something going. Yeah, but it's not always going to be a person. So this is the first one. Muscle Shoals is uh, a area in Alabama. <laughs> I am on board. Yeah. So. Uh, before we get into it, as always, I like to remind you guys, uh, all the peacocks and music, if you're interested in, um, any of the peacocks that we talk about past or present or even future, 
Um, you can find all of them uh, on a Spotify playlist that uh, is made mm. by yours truly called Peacocks and Music. Go on mm. Spotify, just search Peacocks and Music, and you can listen to all of the tracks that like we either talk about, and then I also go in and I and I, and I grab a, a, a bunch of choice tracks too that I think are warranted for you to hear. So if you like the Peacock, if you're interested in what you hear, or even like I said, if there's past ones that you want to hear, you want you want to listen to Big L that we did last week. You can go to that playlist on Spotify, and you can go and check it all out. Um, it's actually a really cool running playlist. I don't it's know. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I put it on, you know, from time to time when I'm like, you know, doing the dishes or whatever, and I'm just like, it's 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 and, eclectic. It's great. And the cool part too is, is like, you know, at at first you had kind of like, you know, that funk and just all the things from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Now you've brought in, you know, some big L. So there's, it's gonna be a great playlist where you know you put it on that. Just uh, just random play, right. and it's gonna just mix in all these cool different you know yes. artists that we're talking about. Right. So this week's peacock is Muscle Shoals. Uh, Muscle Shoals, like I said, is an area in Alabama, and uh, really the reason why I, I I am doing a blanketed Muscle Shoals thing is because this is an area in Alabama where um, a group of musicians and then also a producer. Um, really got together at a rec- at a at a recording studio, and then later on you'll hear they kind of like went their separate ways. And this group of people really churned out some serious music with some serious artists. I have a lot of questions, but so, I'm going to reserve all the interrupting. Yeah. So for... in 1961, Rick Hall uh took out a loan. He bought an abandoned building along the Tennessee River, mm. and he named the studio Fame Recording Studios. Rick Hall is the founder of Fame Recording Studios and is really the patriarch of what we will be talking about today. Love that. Uh, didn't know what he was doing. Super, super young. Uh, he actually was working at, I forget what it was. He was like one of his first jobs. He was like, you know, 23, 24, whatever it was, and up, up above wherever he was working at was a kind of like a makeshift uh, recording studio. So he just heard that drum, that drum beat just. Yeah. So all he throughout the day. upstairs, ended up like, you know, working with the guys up there. And then those guys got sick of him and they booted him out. They're like, get the hell out of here. And they, and it's actually because he was like too intense. He was too like, you know, into the whole recording thing. Yeah. It reminds me of someone. Yeah. Who? Oh, that's weird. I don't know. Uh, so he starts his own thing. Uh, buys the building, builds out the studio, hires a bunch of local teenagers as a studio band, and uh, they went to work. And one of the first uh, recordings that they do is Jimmy Hughes' uh, Steal Away, which I didn't know Jimmy Hughes, and I'm sure that you don't. Um, I went and listened to the song as I'm doing my research, and it's an incredible song. And for it to be his first recording is really even more incredible because when you go and listen to this all these muscle shoal uh productions they've got their own sound the studio has its own sound it's a whole motown it's a whole stat you know it's a whole thing thank you know what just real quickly thank god for those people that went at, like you just you started that that whole story a guy took out a loan with no way of knowing if he would ever be able to pay it back right. bought an abandoned building you know, on just a good faith, you know, just wanting to do, live out his dream yep. and opened a recording studio with no like recording back or audio background. He, he didn't, he, he, he worked for that, you know, that studio upstairs for like a little bit and he was like, oh, I want to do this. I can yeah, do this. He and had just, a cup of coffee and just, that was it. Yeah, he did it. And, uh, so they do the Jimmy Hughes thing and 
they uh they end up working with uh Percy Sledge too. Percy was just another guy that he actually uh worked in like the town over called Sheffield, Alabama, and mm-hmm. he was in the hospital. He was like a nurse there, and he used to sing to all of these, you know, his patients. And you know, you know how those like small towns do where it gets around, of course. and they're like, someone tells Rick, they're like, yo, they got this guy Percy was over at the hospital, he's got some got some pipes on him, <laughs> so. They, he brings Percy in, and they record Everybody, which is, you know, a huge song. Again, go to Peacocks. You can hear the song. I can't play it for you. I wish I could. I know we hear all the time from not our yet. listeners. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. We're not there yet. We're not there. We, we can't put up the bucks yet to uh, pay, you know, capital we records pay for Mike. that type of stuff. But, yeah, so he uh, records per- Percy Sledge. And really after the Percy Sledge, he, he does, he, there's a couple other artists that they record too that um, have little minor successes. But really, after the Percy Sledge song, uh, this guy from Nashville comes in and uh, steals away the house band. This guy from Nashville comes in and goes, yo, I can pay you, I can pay you double of what Rick's paying you. Come to Nashville. So the whole entire house band leaves and goes to Nashville. Sayonara. <laughs> two, two, two things there. First off, uh, I want everyone to know out there that when Alex said Percy Sledge, he did give me a, just a slight little eye trying to see he he was giving me that quick <laughs> quarter eighth uh quarter eighth eighth yeah. of a second to just say oh yeah like i knew him i i was i stayed silent you did and then the other part of that is uh just house band couple of high schoolers as you said yeah stolen away to nashville mm-hmm. so clearly they were fire yeah because you yeah. don't you don't get stolen away to nashville and they're all from this like little small town like this is a small town this yeah, but that's just like that's mm-hmm. that does that that's not how it's supposed to go. No, so it gets stolen away immediately after like you know just a, a little bit amount of success that he like you know he 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 gets to taste, and that obviously doesn't stop him. He goes out, grabs a couple more teenagers, <laughs> and just and just reforms the band, uh, the the house band, and calls them the Swampers. Love that. Yes, automatically in love. Yeah, um, and the one thing about this muscle muscle shoals is. It it had its own sound. It was uh you know like I said it was like it was it was like when you hear Stacks and Motown like you know those sounds when you hear Motown when you hear you know the Miracles and the Imperial like you know that's Motown and so they they were ones that had their their own sound too and their sound was really a drum and bass sound because this guy Rick was the first to to throw a mic up on the kit. He was really? the first to take a mic and shove it right in the in the, in the kick drum. Because if you go back and listen to like you know Motown, those other ones, they're not very uh, bottom heavy. Like the the you know the low end sound, it's it's not. It's a lot of high end, a lot of percussive. Yeah. Percussive. I mean, the low end would be like the bass line, the bass, not the drums. Right. And if when when you when, so when you go back and you listen to this Muscle Shoals sound, you will immediately hear this this low kick and the bass line. The bass lines turn the fuck up, which is really cool about just like the um the recording studio having their own sound which i know you know how important that is yes. for like from just like a regional area like that probably became one of the largest recording studios in you know call it the southeast but really like greater alabama area yeah. just like motown up in you right, know up and, in, and, up and in there, detroit. there's tons of those studios that all throughout music history and all around the world that you just can't recreate those drum sounds. Exactly. You can't recreate that vocal sound. It's just something. The room. It's just this room. You it's know that whatever the acoustics. They're... It's the time and place. Mm-hmm. It's the recording equipment they used. It's frozen in time. 
Yeah. You know? And so one of the things that I thought was really cool and that it made me think was, so this studio was right next to the Tennessee River. And I'm looking it up and they talk about how it's next to this, this river. And they're really talking about how it being next to this river is so important. They talk about how the music and the sounds come through the mud. And uh, I go to do a little bit more research and they're actually the Indians, The they're called the Yuki Indians or who used to inhabit that part yeah. of, yeah, in Alabama. And is, when you say Alabama, like, is this like, this at is, the, is this like south, like where the Delta yes. is? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is like where it meets the third coast, like down there. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And uh, so the Yuki Indians actually uh, called the river the Nunaste, which uh, translates into the river that sinks. Mm. So the Indians had a whole connection with this river. They believed that there was this woman that lived in the river and she sang songs to you. She healed you. It's this whole like really cool like, you know, connection there, which like, which you wouldn't know. Like it wasn't like, you know, these guys built the studio knowing that. Exactly. That's just like such a classic wrinkle to the story. Cause like name electric Ladyland up in New York. Like they don't have a wrinkle like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but it, and it, and it made me think too, about how, you know, you have all, there's a lot of other like really important studios that are on rivers. Like you have, you have, I believe it was Stax Records is on the Mississippi River. Mm. You've got, you know, Chicago and the blues and all, and the Chicago blues and all of them up there and chess. That's like, what's that river that, that runs through Chicago there? Uh, I, the I, Chicago River? I forget what it is, but... And then there's a really Chicago, fam- get at us. Yeah. And then there's a, a super famous uh, recording studio out in Liverpool in UK where tons of, like, you know, uh, stuff was put out there from all those UK artists. So it just made me think, I was like... And we always talk about, you know, uh, CCR and being... Be, there's something about being close to a body of water, specifically a river that's flowing, that just that creates that, you know, that that environment of creativeness and just music comes out of it. I, I didn't know. I like to think that it was a, you know, a river thing and like being next to it. But then I also like, as I always do, I think I'm just like, well, are there just, is there just body of waters and rivers everywhere? And of course you're going to like, you're going to hit something. I'm looking, I like the romance. That's my homework. That's I agree. Perfect. I like the romance of romance. Perfect term. Perfect term. Mm -hmm. I'm putting that. I just wrote that down. Check it out. Homework for next week. I think you'll find there's a lot of really cool studios that were putting out some serious stuff that like, uh, our our next to a river. Okay. Love that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of the location. And, uh, so where you can kind of get a mindset of what's going on here. Um, so Rick Hall hooks up with Jerry Wexler. Uh, Jerry Wexler is basically like an A&R guy for Atlantic records, which Atlantic records was a very big record label kind of up there. And, uh, him and Jerry linked up somehow like a United club and Jerry was like, Oh, you're doing something. He's like, and Rick's like, yeah, I'm going to every studio. And he was like, if you ever find something that's notable, hit me up. So Rick, uh, sends him the Percy sledge. He's like, I think we got something here. Jerry's like, yep, you're on it. They put it out. The, the Percy sledge goes on to be like a huge single and, uh, regional national national yeah 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 okay. yeah he loved it he, he as the story goes he goes i played it through the i just played the record i just I, he goes i'm in the booth i play it through the phone he goes and he hears it over the phone up in new york and he goes i want it 
and think about just just that right there. Extrapolate that for a second. Like he can't you hear played shit. something over the phone in the '60s. You know how dog shit that sounded. Right. He was like, "I want it." I, that, yes. That's I, how you know I how fire it was. It. Yeah. Love so it. we pressed it. Was like really, uh, really successful for Atlantic Records, and then that started the um, the uh, the friendship, the partnership between Jerry yeah, Wexler the and, 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 and Rick Hall. So, and then Jerry, then once, you know, he gave him the thumbs up, Jerry brought, brought him immediately. The first two he brought him, Aretha Franklin and Wilson Pickett. Love that. Aretha. Apparently, yeah, I was about to say Aretha. Aretha at this point, this is about, this is about, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get the exact date, but this is, this is Aretha before she's anything. She was, she's uh, bubbling. She's apparently, she was like, I think she was on, she was on another record label, another big one. I don't want to say Cabo because I always say Cabo, but he was, she was on another, uh, it was Columbia, excuse they, me. I knew, Columbia. I knew it was a C. Yeah, it was, she was on Columbia Records at Columbia, kind of didn't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like all of these like really classy like type of songs for her and she was singing and, and she was out there, but they just weren't landing. And Columbia kind of was like, ah, this isn't probably going to work out. Jerry Wexler hears that through the grapevine and immediately is waiting. He's licking his chops, waiting for Aretha in, in Columbia to just part ways. Very quickly on Aretha, um, did you see that there's a documentary coming out? Yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna yeah, watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah and we'll do, do that. One. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll do another one on that. Yeah, because that's a whole another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that's awesome. That's like, yeah, that's exactly that's what that's how it happens in the biz. Mm-hmm. You know, just like on the sports. And he waits. Teams. He waits because he here he knows he hears what's gonna happen. And he waits, and as soon as him and he he says he goes as soon as Aretha and Columbia parted ways, he goes the next day she was in my office and we were signing a, a, a contract on, on Atlantic Records. Perfect. It was it was immediate. And he said, and when when we finally signed her, he, uh, you know, Aretha turns her and goes, all right, well, what are we going to do? And he goes, we're going down to Alabama. Love it. I'm taking you down to Alabama with a bunch of, a bunch of, a bunch of guys that like, we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do some funky stuff. So, uh, and, and Wilson pick, Wilson Pickett too. Aretha, Aretha and, and, and Wilson Pickett are the first two that uh, Jerry's like, Brings down to that. Got brings it. down to Alabama. So Aretha comes down, and uh, they're doing their first recording sessions. It's actually I won't go into the whole story, but it's a really cool story of like, you know, Aretha in there. The guys are like looking at her, this, this, and that. It's kind of awkward, like not thinking it's gonna work out. Yeah, type. it's not kind of going so smoothly. She's walking around smoking cigarettes, looking at everybody. She. She actually even sits down at the piano and like starts giving her two cents on like a song that she has that she likes, and they're all like really not digging it. It's not mm. working out, but whatever. Fast forward, they finally get in their groove. Spoiler alert: it works yeah. out. Yeah, they finally get in their groove. Well, it's actually there's a little bit. They, okay. they finally get in their groove and they start cutting, you know, some songs. Um, they've got think, you know. Oh yeah. They got that like kind of like cutting that. And they cut. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they got a whole recording session planned. And within this first week of this recording uh, session, Aretha and her husband get into her husband gets into a whole thing with one of the trumpet players. Mm. Apparently, one of the trumpet players is coming on to Aretha. Oof. He's doing, and what they say is he's doing the Aretha, honey, Aretha, baby. Ooh, adding that. all the and monikers. The baby, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, he's doing that like that. And, and what they say is, you know, he's he's landing on heavy. And the guy Ted is is Aretha's husband. That's his okay. name, Ted. He says, uh, "Hey, yo, chill out, chill out with that, yo. That's my wife, you know." And and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah," but keeps doing it. Oh, to the point where now Ted, in the middle of the session, goes into the uh, 
goes into uh, Rick and Jerry, who are both there, you know, behind the glass, and says, yo, I want that guy fucking fired. Get him the fuck out of here. He's coming on to my wife. And Jerry and uh, Rick both, they they know. They, they see it, too. Yeah, they don't even put up a fight. Yeah, and so they go, all right. Walk back in there. Hey, yo, go kick rocks. You're mm. out of here. You're out of here. He was out of pocket. Tells him kick rocks. So they continue with the recording session. It's a little uneasy. The other band members don't like how that, you know, just how that went. You know, they're the band guys, but, but they can't really say shit. And it kind of sets the precedent. Like, hey, she's right. the star here. That's never happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she, if she says some stuff, or let's just say her husband yeah. can't generally says some stuff, like, that's, that's how it goes. Right. So, uh, session goes on. And at the, after, at the end of the session, uh, Rick, um, and he admits he's had a couple drinks at this point. Him and Ted actually, you know, were swigging the bottle together of vodka. And he turns to Jerry and goes, uh, well, no, at this point, yeah, the, it, it, Ted's, they, they're, they're swigging the bottle. They're both like kind of buzzed. Ted is, is all pissed off about like, you know, what happened, but it's still all good. But Rick kind of wants his trumpet player back. He kind of didn't like how it went. He was like, damn it, I forgot that guy. But you He know was what? impulsive and yeah. did the thing to make her happy. So, or him happy. So he so he goes back to the... Uh, You're unfired. Yeah. He, well, no, he goes back to the uh, motel that Aretha and Ted, that they're all staying at. Knocks on the door. And tries to have a talk with him. Saying like, hey, yo. Can we, can we rethink this? Like, gotta have my guys in there. We got a whole thing. Like, he won't do it again type of thing. Ted's drunk as shit. Rick's drunk as shit, and they just get into a massive argument, and they kind of like fist the cuffs, like they they get into it, like it, like Rick says that they've got they're both trying to throw each other over the balcony, put the paws on them, yeah, blows up into this whole entire thing. Uh, they Ted Ted goes storming out, he goes straight to the airport. Aretha comes out, she's like, "What the hell's going on? Where's my husband?" And they're like, "He left." Jerry Wexler is actually staying like two doors down in the hotel. And he comes out and he's livid at Rick. He's like, dude, what? I told, because that was one thing when uh, Rick told Jerry, he's like, yo, I'm gonna go talk to him. And Jerry's like, don't do that. Don't talk to him. <laughs> and of don't course, th- what did he do? Right. So Jerry's pissed off. So everybody, Aretha, Jerry, Ted, all packed their bags. See the fuck later. We're out. They go back to New York. Wow. Yeah. So they go back to New York and, uh, but they have all these songs that they like kind of developed with like, you know, yeah, probably band. fire. Yeah. So, and you have to remember, Rick is running a recording studio. This isn't a record label. He's just the studio. Yeah. So, like, there's no ties to... He doesn't own the music. No, he doesn't own He just basically that. recorded it. Exactly. So, Jerry Rexer calls up the house band, the Swampers. They say, yo, you want to finish this record up here in New York? Oh, no. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> they go, hell yeah. So, they go up to New York. And they, uh, they, finish, they, they finish the record up there. And when I say finish the record, they went up there and wrote respect. Ugh, you know what I mean? They wrote, daggers. They wrote think. They wrote call me. They wrote like Ugh. just five to six gold records, <laughs> you know, up there. And it was just like, and then they went up there, cut it. And like, that was all good. It was, it kind of was like the beginning of the end for like, you know, the split that was about to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm feeling for Ricky here. Yes, you feel, you know, like you feel for Ricky, but he went around. He went about it wrong because that's the nature of the business. I'm picturing them like so drunk that they're trying to throw each other over the <laughs> right. edge, but they're so drunk neither of them can. Right, and and, and mind you, Rick, Rick, it wasn't like Rick did Wilson Pickett stuff. He did you know Land of a Thousand uh, Horses. Like I mean, he he 
I'm he, wasn't all this he wasn't clinging on to this one-off. No, but he had, he had tons of other yeah. stuff that he did. Okay. You know, he had Clarence. He had tons of other people. Like, you know, Aretha was like, that sucked that he missed it. But, you know, he had other stuff. He wasn't, you know, just yeah. forgotten. But it starts the whole riff. <laughs> it starts the whole riff. Uh, so after that, little after that, basically, uh, the Swampers and Rick get into it over a financial dispute. And probably because, again, Rick's probably not paying them enough. And uh, Jerry Wexler from Atlantic Records, who now he's like, you know, he's because Jerry Wexler is the guy. He's got all the artists in his hand. He's got Aretha. He's got all the guys. Uh, Rick's just the recording dude. Yeah. He ain't got, he doesn't have. Rick thinks he's got a much stronger hand. Jerry's than like, he I got the has. people. I just need a, a studio. We can yeah. make it happen. Doesn't and, need to and, be, I can, and I can take your band. So. Doesn't need to be down there. Right. So uh, they cause a whole financial dispute, or they have a financial dispute, and the Swampers say, all right, we're out. And Jerry Wexler hears about how the Swampers are like, all right, we're out. And Jerry Wexler in Atlantic Records comes swooping in and say, hey, we're going to go across town and we're going to build our own studio. And you guys can run the whole thing. It's like the, I don't remember the name, but it's when in Good Burger, they set up the sp- spot right across the street. Exactly. Mondo Burger. Ma- that's why you're. You and me, baby. That's it. So <laughs> they go across town and Rick's, Rick's obviously pissed off. He's so mad. He's down. He's mad Turf at Jerry. Wars. He's mad at like, the band. He's mad at Atlantic Records. He's like, you know, he's like, I did everything for you. And they're yeah. like, you fuck. I mean, he's he's entitled, but he's he like is. rightfully so. Yeah. To but a certain degree. To a certain that's degree. That's how it goes. You know, that's just how that's, that's just the, the way biz. she goes. Yeah. Um, so they go over there, they do their thing. They actually get with one of the first bands that Wexler brings them is Cher. 19, I think it's like 1969, Cher's album, 1969. Oh, look, look who's look who's meandered back into the podcast. But but what but uh, but but uh but I will but I will follow it up quickly with the album was trash. And they and it's self admitting too. It's it was not a good was album. Was Sonny around at this point? Um sixty nine. You know what? I'm gonna say no on that one. Fact okay. check me. Don't fact check me. I'm gonna say no on that one. I'm not. I'll, I'll, spoiler only because it was Sonny's always, dead. I'll, I'll, only because it was always Sunny and Sharon, and I don't. Yeah, Sharon. All right. Yeah. So that's right before Greg Allman, then probably right. right around that time. Yeah. Ooh. Don't worry you about like that. that. So uh, not checking that either. And uh, so they the share thing kind of is a flop, but there's this English band across the pond. That has been hearing Percy Sledge and Wilson Pickett and Aretha Franklin and all of these artists. And, you know, on the back of that LP, it tells you where it's recorded at, mm-hmm. where it was finished at, who put it out. They gave it all stuff. And they keep seeing this uh, this fame record studio. You know, they keep seeing, like, Ricky. this Muscle Shoals stuff. So they finally come to the – they finally come over here and do their tour – over here, and it was actually kind of cool. When are you going to tell me who it is, or no? You're, you're yeah. You're oh yeah, it was actually kind of cool. They, uh, it's the Rolling Stones. Okay, <laughs> heavy hitter. Yeah. So and the Rolling, yeah. So the Rolling Stones, when they came over here, one of the main things when they came over here for their tour, they were like, "We got to stop at this Muscle Shoals place. We have to go there. Like they're putting all this music out that we love." Yeah. Because they're over there doing covers of all the songs that they're putting out. Okay. They love it. So they Once don't know again, anything about it. They love it. We've talked about this before. Master imposters. Um, American influence takes, mm. I would say, arguably, you know, that that classic English rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, they We just tug at their heartstrings and they have to come over mm-hmm. and inject some of what we have into what they do. Right? Exactly. So they come over, they link up with, but see, this is one of the, this is one of the contradictory, like, where, who do you believe? Mm. Where... They came over, and I, and this is what I believe, so I'll tell you what I believe. They came over, they, they played a show in West Palm Beach. 
Ooh. And then they were driving up to go to, I forget where the next show is, but they were like, oh, we're going to stop in Muscle Shoals for three days. See what we can do at this at this rec- this recording studio that we wanted to play at, and then we got to get back back on tour. Yeah. But then it was a big secret, too. They were like, you can't tell anybody that we're doing this. Yeah. So leave West Palm, stop at Muscle Shoals. And what is kind of like you said, and what I believe... Ricky. They thought they were going to Fame's recording studios with Ricky, mm-hmm. but they were no. They were across town. They went to Mondo Burger. <laughs> they went to Mondo Burger. Oh my Burger. god! And and and, the, and unbeknownst to them, they didn't know. They thought this was this. They thought this was it. Oh my god! Because it was just Muscle Shoals, so then that's where they were at. So they thought they were working with who put out all this other stuff, which they kind of were because they were working with the yeah, band. Yeah, but not but, who they. It wasn't who they thought they were. Right. Yes. So Ricky, Ricky, and and that's one thing. Like when you read about it, he's real pissed. Like he, like to this day, he's one of those. Goes, yeah, the Stones didn't know who they were working. They came to work with me, but they didn't, and they didn't know that. That's something that you have to argue. Like you have to be a curmudgeon about that till you die. Yes, and then put that in your will. Because I'm willing to believe him. Because because all the stuff that they're they're hearing was at the other at the other place. Yeah. No, that's um. Yeah, that's terrible. But so they go. you know, spend a couple of days with uh, the new guys, Mondo Burger, if I, uh, if you will, and uh, they do Brown Sugar, wow, and Wild Horses, and and a, and a few other songs. They put out some songs there, so some heat. Some and and if you and if you really like go back into context, Brown Sugar was Rolling Stones' first like actual like little funkier of a song. Yeah, like you know all the stuff before that was blues, bluesy rock, rock and roll was the Stones. Brown Sugar is is a very funky song very upbeat very rhythmic song it's very was not like the what the stones were doing well it's kind of why they came right they didn't want to do the same thing they were doing right they wanted to kind of come to this place have it be a regional kind of influence and they wanted to tie in what they do mm-hmm. with what this area does best and, it, and if and what the stones say like what keith richards says he really says he goes if we didn't go there and do that he goes i don't know what the stones would have like you know ended up being because yeah. that sound and going there and having brown sugar and doing that opened our eyes up to a whole other corner of like music that we actually are capable of doing so this is like exactly why we showcase these peacocks exactly like th- this group or this this recording area mm-hmm. basically potentially changed the trajectory of one of the most popular rock bands in the history yeah. of of music and that's in their words that's not mine yeah. or yours that's like well, that's what keith and mick say <laughs> like yeah. you know that's what they say like it was hugely influential for the influential for them to see what they actually are capable of doing that's uh, awesome. so then after the stones you're gonna love this this was this this is the i part thought of, that was it this was the part of the story that i was like yes this is the stuff that like jordan's gonna like soak up after the stones they um are told by you know whoever it was through the grapevine there's this band down in jacksonville called linen skinnard i mean it's funny because when you had said muscle shoals i didn't know that you were like s-h-o-a-l-s like shoal which yes. makes sense down yes. there yes. and yes. then i'm like all right that's definitely mm-hmm. a third coast mississippi type right. area thing i'm like okay so where is he going with this like yeah. is he gonna go early 60s like you know, funk and that early stuff, or is this going to kind of bleed into what I think of like, is that general mm-hmm. super Southern, Southern rock, rock mm-hmm. which is, I mean, they're on, they're in the Pantheon. Yeah. So, um, they say, bring them up, bring them up. And, uh, they hear, you know, they hear 
they hear the band, they're like, this is amazing. And this has got to be like 1970. So you're talking this with is Dwayne, this still, is, yeah, everyone. This is about, this, yeah, this is like, yeah, 69, 70, yeah. And uh, they cut a bunch of stuff. They cut all this music, 20 songs with this band. They got, And they have nothing, by the way. The guy that's saying, he goes, yo, we did this stuff for free just because we thought this band was that good. They ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches the whole entire time they were here. They were just broke. Yeah. So um, they cut all this stuff. And how these record, like these studios, like how they would work, they would cut these bands and then they would have to go find record labels. They'd be like, all right, we made this song. We're not a record label. So they had to go find a record label to be like, hey, yo, Columbia, put this out. Atlantic, put this out. You know, Capital, put this out. They weren't, they, they couldn't do that. They just recorded it. So... They shop it around, and everyone's like, dude, no way. Like, you got nine-minute solos going on in here. Like, we don't have time. Like, this band's like... It was yeah. literally, like, honestly, it was too long. Yeah. And uh, so it just fell on deaf ears. Nobody was into it. They couldn't do anything with it, and they were kind of like, shoot. But The Who came along oh my God. and they heard Leonard Skinner loved them, and The Who brought them on tour with them, the European tour. Wow. And that... That was the trajectory. That that then at at the end of that tour, Leonard Skinner was a household name. Everyone knew who they were. And by the time that that tour could finish, uh, was when the plane crash happened. Wow. When they came back here, the Van Zant, yeah. And they were like kind of touring around here, and they had the plane crash, and they all you know three of the you know all you know the Van Zants. What was it? Was it uh Ronnie? I think I mean I'm not even gonna say it. And then Ronnie was like the the lead singer, and yeah, they died, and then Lynn Skinner was was done because the whole never the same. I mean the the main the main the main members all died. Yeah. So so they all died, and uh, at this point, like I said, Leonard Skinner is huge now. So now the these record labels, you know, Atlantic and, and 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 Columbia, they hear. Like, dang, we missed the boat on that. And they're like, well, we went down to this record, you know, studio and recorded like 20 songs, but no one just wanted to pick it up. And they're like, what, huh? You have that? And they're like, yeah. So Leonard Skinner hits up uh, the homeboys down in Muscle Shoals and says, yo, you still got those? They're like, absolutely. They're they go, dusting off some and tapes And in they, the they send them all 17 songs that they have. And they're like, we're going to take 11 of these 17. And those 11 are the ones, are the one and only uh, album that Leonard Skinner ever, ever put out. The first, it's called wow. Leonard Skinner First and yeah, Last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Bird's on there. Yeah. You know, all like all the hits are all on there. Yeah. So if it wasn't for Simple like Simple Man, that little, all that stuff. Yeah, that was all done down at Muscle Shoals. And thank God that they had, you know, they kept it. And it's just a funny story that then they bring it big and they make it big. And now they're able to like think have of, that stuff. Because we almost didn't have that. Think about you just hitting that delete it. button. Right. You almost, Altering you almost Southern Rock. On, 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 on yeah. Skinner. So, um, even, and then even at, in that whole time too, Stax Records at that point was started outsourcing their music to this, to, to Mondo Burger, to the other, yeah. to the other recording studio. Um, they do Staples Sisters, like I'll Take You There. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a very funky band. And that's the one thing, that's the, that's the bomb I want to drop on you right now. These are all white guys. These are all Southern wow. white guys. I mean, it makes sense. That was one of like the big things you, I kept reading throughout this whole thing was like Clarence Carter, Percy, you know, Wilson Pickett. These guys would come down. I mean, Rolling Stones, they'd come, they'd come to Alabama and they'd walk in and go, wait, you guys are all white? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like it blew their mind. I mean, average white band, same type of... Right. You know, you hear them and you think other. So 
just to give Rick an, uh, another bone too here, while this is all while while the other recording studio is just like you know cleaning up. Yeah. Because that other studio really goes on to have the most success. Those guys, the Swampers. I mean, they worked with Bob Seger. They worked with everybody. They put out just a, a Jimmy Jimmy Cliff. They were like they were the stars of the show. Yeah. But not to you know just to give you know Rick a little bit of a bone this whole time. Rick did link up with Chess Records. You know, Chess Records outsourced their stuff. He he produced uh, Etta James and Clarence Carter. Did huge gold records for them too. So like it wasn't like he was like completely on his own. But the one uh, little you know caveat that I want I want to end this all on. Rick, uh, in the other in the original studio, uh, discovered Dwayne Allman. Dwayne Allman was parked outside in the parking lot for hours waiting for. Anybody, Just him to pop out, yeah, yeah, or and a Rick, door to open, yeah. And Rick popped out. Dwayne went up to him, was just like, "All right, what's up? What do you got?" And you know, heard him was like, "Yep, let's do it. Come on, come on down." And uh, it's a it's an actual cool story. He Dwayne uh, Dwayne Allman uh, is in Alabama, in the backcountry, and he's horseback riding, and he falls off his horse and shatters his elbow, so he can't play. And at this point, he's still just playing regular guitar. Yeah, and he just goes into a deep depression. So his brother Greg comes over. He his brother Greg's like, I'm trying to call him. He won't pick up. He's all. He's just. He's. he's so just. is this where the introduction was? So uh, Greg drops off. Greg's like. Greg, Greg drops off a little medicine bottle. A bottle of medicine, like some like some weird medicine back in the day. A little bottle, glass bottle of it, and the new Taj Mahal record. And Taj Mahal, if you don't know, is a slide guitar. Yep. And and mm-hmm. and Dwayne Almond's. Yep. Slide like, guitar. Yeah. So. Uh, Greg says, he goes, about two hours later, if my phone rings, he goes, it's my brother. And he's like, yo, baby, bro, you got to get over here right now. He's like, so I go over there and he goes, my brother has poured out all of the, the pills from that, uh, medicine bottle and has put it over his finger and is now playing the guitar with the, using the medicine bottle as the slide. And if you know, like how a slide is typically set up, it sits on the lap. Mm-hmm. The an- the elbows at a completely different angle. Well, no, angle. not that. No, I mean th- th- this is this is the original slide. Where oh, it's okay, just, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so like that was like you know like a little bit cooler. So that's how like you know the injury kind of was like a blessing to him. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, one last like couple of like cool nuggets was uh, when. You know, Dwayne at that point, then he just kind of like comes like a part of like, you know, the band. He's like in and out just playing and he hooks up with Wilson Pickett and he suggests the Wilson Pickett to play, to cover the Hey Jude song by the Beatles, which at that point it just came out and it was like, what? We're not going to cover the Beatles. Came went on to like have huge success. But uh, if you go back and listen to Hey Jude, go back and listen to Wilson Pickett's Hey Jude and listen to Allman's guitar on it. It is divine. Okay. It's really good stuff. I got a lot of homework. Yeah, yeah, week. yeah. Yeah, I threw a bunch of stuff at you. Uh, it, all in all, this is the end. Uh, Rick does, he does, he admits, he goes, yeah. Then after that, like, Greg and Dwayne both came to me, like, wanted to, like, put out an album, like, do the Allman Brothers, and I told him no. He goes, I totally blew that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Strike eight. Yeah, yeah, he totally blew that. You know, kicks himself for it. But all in all, um, both Mondo Burger and Good Burger are friends now. Okay, good. Both, they're all they're all good now. They've all gotten over it. I think Rick kind of like realized like, uh, you know, probably should have paid them more. <laughs> Rick made um made some mistakes of his own and the thing and and just listening to all this, I'm like, had it all gone the way that it probably should have, I mean Rick would be Rick would, would be what was his last name? Rick Hall. Rick Hall would be like already elevated, yes. but he would be like 
the Kingmaker. Right? One, well, and actually, it's funny you say King because that's a good segue for me. One of the things that I was reading, he, one of it, like when he was at that other record studio, the original record studio, one of the people that he worked under for like a few years, like under his, like his, uh, his, under his tutelage, was Sam Phillips, which Sam Phillips is the very, very famous record producer and like main guy of Sun Records and did all of Elvis Presley's songs. There you go. So, like, there's a whole thing going on down there in this Muscle Shoals community of like, and, and Sam Phillips is from Muscle Shoals. He's from down there. Okay. So there's a it's a weird hotbed of like, just yeah. this, you can't really recreate it. No. And that's why it needed to be a peacock. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a. Uh... Uh, that was great. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there. Mm-hmm. So everyone, let's go out. Let's listen to the Peacocks of Music playlist. Let's all listen to it together. Let's talk about it. Hit us up. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs that you I've were got, like. Yeah, there's a bunch of like songs on there that they that they produce, that everyone produced. And then they, I, I put a big chunk of songs because the actual rhythm section, like the Swampers, they, they put out a couple albums of just them. Okay. Like of instrumentals of them just jamming, like Free and Nationals, Anderson yeah. Pac type, and it's okay. just beautiful stuff. So I threw a bunch of like that on there too, so we get the get the feel of all of it. Yeah, we need all that. That was uh, that was great. Yeah, that was. I a know lot was, of information. Yeah, there. I know it was a little lengthy. There was a lot of information in there. Um, I had. The, I feel like it was all important, though. I know you guys don't really like, you know, all the like the crazy data and dates, but there was there's a lot of jelly in those donuts that I felt like you needed to eat. Yeah, full know? baker's dozen there. Yeah. So, one of the things I know we might be a little late on here, uh, just because it happened like last weekend. What I, I want to just touch on this royal family business and this Oprah. Okay, stuff. let's do it. Let's let's unpack it. Let's go. Um, th- there there's a lot of things that like I don't know how to feel that irk me that don't irk me about it. The one over the one umbrella over the top of all of this, which I want you to hopefully agree with me. Why the f- fuck does anyone care why are why are we who when did the americans start caring about what the hell is going on over there i'm glad you said that i want to also open my own umbrella and my umbrella is everything i say after this should be taken with the caveat that i really don't give a shit about these people it's amazing i mean was it diana i mean i think like i mean us leaving them you know 280 years ago whatever the hell that's what i that's part of it is like didn't we fight a war to get away from these freaking people yeah i mean i just to, and uh, it's a made-up family. Like these guys don't even run the damn country. That they're the royal family. Of, like who kids? Like they don't make any freaking decisions. Also, just real quickly, Queen Elizabeth. Like, what are you doing still? Yeah. Like make like get. I don't. You just playing like, backgammon it every day. Well, at, just at the, like, like crown the next person already. Good lord, it's just exhausting. I I just don't understand why we care. I don't know why they're on our TV screen with Oprah and Oprah's like aghast about all this stuff. And like, it's literally an episode of the damn Kardashians. Well, I, it's not I even will as say, juicy. At least the Kardashians got some juice to them. I will say this: the only thing to me that I think is particularly relevant is just like the racial undertones that are like all 
mixed into that. Right. That's the one thing where I'm like, okay, if all that, what you're saying happened, I get why you wanted to get out of there. Yes. Do what's best for you. And I've, you know, like, you know, you and who was it? Harry have to leave and go mm-hmm. do your own thing in America or Harry Canada. Harry was sitting there the whole time. You know who wears the damn uh, uh, pants in that relationship. The, the, or should I say the knickers? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the pantaloons. Yeah. Yeah. Like no. he sat there the whole time and just let her let her talk. I was like, damn, dog, gross at a balls. Now I'm not saying like, you know, women empowerment, this and that, but it's just like she was doing all the talking. You could just tell you could tell she sits there and she goes, No, no, we're leaving. We're we're put we're leaving. Put the put the drawbridge down, we're fucking leaving. Yeah, like <laughs> Big Ben says it's time to go. Yeah. Uh well no, I mean think about it too. Like, you know, who who really wanted to do that interview? Was it him or was it her? She had some stuff she had to say. She wanted to spill that tea. She Boston contact- Tea Party, tying it all in right yeah, there. Yeah, she contacted Oprah. Uh, the one thing, though, and I, this was one of the main uh, things I wanted to ask you about to get your opinion on, because I kind of didn't know how I felt about how she was spilling the beans on the racist thing, you know, talking about... And for anyone, just to give you context, if you don't know, I'm sure you do, because it's been all over the, the news everywhere... Uh, Meghan Markle uh, says that there were, you know, uh, there were family members that were kept questioning about the color of the they, skin. They were worried baby. about what was going to pop out. How dark How is dark, it going to be? Exactly. Yada, yada, yada. Just very inappropriate questions because they just have a, just a line of just white people over there. And God forbid, like, you know, they throw a little. It's weird. It's weird that they don't they don't like they don't like it because they love tea over there. They love a, they love to brown up some water. And that, but this one, they don't mm. like to brown it up. Exactly. You know? Yeah. To me, it's just like a, it's a classic situation of just super old fucks. Yes. Can't, can't get with the new times. But did you, I, I was wrestling with the fact that she, you know, she says, you know, and then Oprah goes, well, who said it? You know, she pauses, thinks, and goes, I'd rather not say. And I wrestled with, I was like. If you're doing the interview, you, you gotta say. You gotta say it, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we're gonna go this far, if you bout that life, say it, yo. Put it out. Say it with your chest and put it out. Yeah, there. like, let's, let's, let's drain the swamp. Let's, let's do it. If you, if you're trying to do something, let's do something. I agree. You, you know can't, I mean? you can't pussyfoot around it. Because that was one thing that fell short. Sh- that was one thing that fell short for me. It was like. All right. Well, you didn't you didn't name any names. Now it's just he say she like like you know they're just gonna go back over to UK and be like oh they said that and they're gonna be like no we didn't. It's just the unnamed source thing. You yeah. Know, put your name on it mm-hmm. and just say what it is. Yeah. So that 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 whole interview irked me because it was just like there was talking smack but they weren't talking smack and I was just like why do we care about I know and because then there was other parts in the interview where she was like well now they. We don't have our security detail. We don't have the royal security detail anymore. They're false around. Yo, you left, dog. <laughs> like, what you want? Like, you yeah. think you're allowed? She was talking about the money thing. Like, Harry was talking about the money thing where, like, you know, now they're not giving us any money. And he was like, thank God my mom gave me her, 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 like, you know, in the Diana will. Diana left him over, like, $10 million. Yeah. And, but, and, but he says in the interview, he goes, he goes, I think my mom knew what was going to happen in the future. And that's why she made sure I was taken care of. Shut the fuck. Taking care of. That's the difference between being taken care of and just being like, you don't have to worry about a thing in your whole entire generation. I don't want to hear that. And even when you leave, like you're still marked as that guy. So for the rest of your life, you're getting in free wherever you go. But if you if you if you're you leaving do your speaking family, engagements for six figures in right. a second. If you leave your family and say, "Yo, I'm going, with, I'm going with my wife. Yeah, I'm out of here." 
you're also not doing in the same breath, but hey, yo, let me keep getting that that allowance. Yeah, you can't do you're that. You're not doing that. I agree. That, that was the stuff I was just like, see, all the stuff that you're saying now with the race and the the points that you are making, they kind of just now they're 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 null and void to me now because now you're doing this other like security detail and money thing. You can't have it both ways. Welcome to America. Yeah, and I don't even know why you're so worried about money. You guys got mad money. I don't want to hear that. Sign like a fat Netflix deal, too. Yeah, dude. Like, Megan, weren't you an actress? Go get the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out of here. Exactly. I mean, I know my boy Harry. He was in the Air Force. Go fight some jets. Figure it out, buddy. Exactly. Like, I, I, That royal family thing was just... I, everybody was like, oh, my God. Can you believe that? And the color of the skin. I was like, why... Did we care? I don't remember. But, like you tied it into the Kardashian shit, though. It's like, no, we don't ever care. No. But it there's just such a topical, you know, conversation in the zeitgeist that it just has to be. It can't ever get off. It might get off page one, but it's getting on page two. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that one real quick. Get that one out of the system because I just didn't understand. I agree with you on that. And it's funny that, you know, you kind of talked about that because I kind of have an interesting topic that I wanted to talk to you about. And it it kind of involves kind of segregating two different. uh, Well, it's the same genre, but two different types of the same genre of music. And that is reggae music. So when I think of, you know. Reggae, I think, I, I honestly, I have two different playlists. I have a playlist that's all the old roots rock, mm-hmm. you know, Peter Tosh, Bob Marley, mm-hmm. you know. Jimmy uh, Cliff. Yeah, well, just all that old, you know, um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Black Uru, mm-hmm. just any, you know, um, Sizzla, just all those, you know, uh, Richie Spice and all that stuff. That's one yeah. type of, that's that old what's actual. A, what's a Perry, what's his name? Uh uh lee perry lee perry thank you lee perry scratch yeah exactly so like all those are one type and then there's basically what i consider to be white boy reggae Mm. and to me it's almost sacrilege to have your your 311 yeah revolution slightly stupid stupid, you know all that stuff but to me clash are kind of in there a little bit but to me there's a, a clear uh line that one goes on one playlist and one goes on the other. So what are your thoughts? Or is that you're I know you're not really into the white boy reggae scene, but we did go to school in Jack's Beach. I mean for a I decade, was so. I was into into the white boy reggae when I was fifteen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 But uh so I think I think you're right. I think there is a there's a clear difference. Like I'm not I'm not putting on the same playlist. I'm not putting no woman, no cry, and then uh, sublimes like love is, you know, what, you know, like it's what I got. Like, I'm not putting those on the same, I'm not putting 311 right next to Peter Tosh. That doesn't feel right. Exactly. But the other side, the converse of that would be you could put some BB King next to some tab, and I'm not really going to know the difference. No. Per se. You know no, what I mean? But, but and, I, and I don't think there is much of a difference. I think it's because there's still the roots are there. Yeah, I, I agree. So mm-hmm. I, that's just something interesting to me that, like, when you think about it, like, I feel like everyone does it subconsciously. You know, you have your Bob I playlist, you, but you also have your Sublime and your right. and your slightly and, playlist. And I and we're and we're 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 a podcast of equality. You know, we we see we see no colors, but I want to say in this instance, I think that it's okay to have the white boy reggae and then have you know just true reggae. Okay, good. on different playlists. So we're on that kind of same page. But like, what the main point of it was is. We're talking about it and vocalizing it now, but what I think most people do is they make those separate playlists without even thinking that it's really the same 
thing, kind of, but in reality, it's not the same thing. It's 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 a very interesting observation that you brought up because I'm right now racking my brain trying to poke a hole in. Is there another genre where we do that too? Exactly. And like, I, well, and I don't blues think is, is the first thing that you could say, or even. But, but you're, putting, you're putting Clapton. You're putting Clapton on that same blues playlist with with like you said, BB King. Hundred percent, Johnny Winter. Any of that all old of Johnny, stuff. Exactly. You're, any all, of that old Johnny stuff. Johnny Winter is going on the same exact playlist as Freddie Hubbard. Exactly. You know. So I'm wondering, and if, if if you guys have anything out there, and obviously we're not, I'm not as well versed in every other type of music, but if you have something out there, let us know. I think there's also a distinct different sound in both in white boy reggae and you know the true like you know roots rock re- roots reggae 100 percent. i think 100%. like like as much as sublime was really really good slice who was is really really good um they ha- it's a very it's a completely different sound it's not there's not even close to that rawness maybe like collie buds would kind of no, blur the line no, but i don't that. even like that's I, honestly, not roots if, rock. if that's there's not roots one rock. if there's one band that i had to be like okay i can see them blurring lines i would say early early clash really does kind of blur the lines because when reggae came out, I believe uh, uh, Jamaica was still like weirdly under like UK rule. It was like a weird thing. I think they still like owned them or like that. So the one person I wanted to bring up was Steel Pulse, right? Because Steel exactly. Pulse was all in England. Yes, and UK had a huge like they they loved that whole entire exactly. uh, reggae vibe, and they exactly. actually again were very good at reproducing it. Of course. <laughs> so. I would say yeah, Steel Pulse those early bands like that, those seven, because because what we're talking about now with Sublime, with uh, you know, Sightly and Three Eleven, those are '90s. That's '90s stuff, and the the stuff the the black reggae that we're talking about, we're talking about '70s reggae. Yeah. So like that's twenty years. Here's a twenty years difference there. Exactly. I you feel like I mean? they listened to it and extrapolated what they want out of it, and mm-hmm. and took it and did their own sound right. with it. Yeah. It made it a little bit more surfy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But mm-hmm. that's the culture a different, that they grew a up totally in. Totally different sound, though. You know, like Sublime, perfect example. Long Beach County, mm-hmm. you know, down there, it's got a completely different vibe than what, you know, these other bands, Jamaica, and, mm-hmm. and you know what Tosh was doing down there and yes, stuff like that. Yes, so. yes. So I like that. I like where your head's on that because it's making me think, and I'm in a, and I can't poke a hole in that. Like, there's there's really not a lot of genres, and I'm even actually thinking now too. It's like who were who were reggae artists. Over here, and you know, if you guys listeners have any suggestions, throw them in there uh, sh- at shutthefunkuppodcast at gmail.com. Who were like reggae artists? Let's let's stick with American reggae artists, white reggae artists uh, that were doing stuff in the eighties. You know, before, but was there was there anybody before Sublime? You know, I mean, that actually was putting out like yeah. I mean, if you're going white, I think that there was probably really no true Genesis. It was all the stuff that was going on in the seventies and, and probably some of the eighties, and then they really started to find their own you had sounds like, in you the nineties. Sting and like you know those people like they did yeah. like that like you know that offshoot reggae. It's not it's not true reggae, but it has reggae like you know or like Master Blaster, Stevie Wonder. You know right. some people dipped a toe into it yes. and did some stuff. But, but even it, like, even then, even Master Blaster has a very different. It's not that sound. It's not that exactly. Re- yeah. So that's just uh, I thought it was interesting because I was listening to both sides of that mm-hmm. over the last week or something and i was yeah. like you know that's not really something that you do with many other types of of music yeah so just to uh let's finish let's finish off this uh this episode and the only way that we know how to finish off is uh by some jism mm. have you seen uh nasa how they want to bring like i think i want to say it was like tens of thousands of samples of jizz to the uh, moon 
Thank you for using that. that. Yeah, I is that for like if things really go wrong and and there's a left turn on, on that's Earth? for repopulation purposes. That um, I like where science head is at. Yes, but. That also kind of raises a red flag. It's a like, whole. Yeah. Are you expecting us not to make it another decade? That's exactly. That's why there's so many things wrapped up in it. I was just like, holy crap! All right, they they know something that we might not know. I like that you're looking out for the future, but I'm also very worried about the. Future. I also love the idea of like NASA, like in like some type of vault on like the spaceship going to the moon, like taking very good care, very good careful of like these samples of jism from like you and I. Yeah, like they and then because I want in on that list. So, yeah, I, I want. I, would, I want uh, in. Like I'm signing up for that one. I'm. I'm like. How do we do that? I don't know. I I, I looked it up. They're they're not. There's no. There's no f- submission forms yet for it. But that was like my first. Time. I was like, Yo, are you guys? I, I'm I'm here for that. Because like this is this is a Greek god right here. I've got some DNA here. You know, you want you're, you're you want to repopulate. Guy. Let's repopulate with some like. We need some height. Yeah, some girth. Yeah, you want to play basketball again? On the moon. You want to play basketball? On the I moon? mean, short people on the moon, I think, would jump pretty well. But I know what you mean. Well, actually, it's funny that I go to basketball because, really, if we're going to talk about basketball between your and I, yours and I DNA, they're going to want your DNA because you're a mm. you're you're actually a very good basketball player. Scrappy, uh, just cleaning up all the all the. Jay stuff will box under- me out in two seconds. Yeah, uh, I might get that rebound. Yeah. I might. I don't yeah. know. You're you got a couple inches on me. You might, but yeah, no, I'd like to. Um, I I would sign up for that. Yeah. I would sign up for that. I would sign up for it too. It's it's uh it was it it's it, it's 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 a weird thing to think about. Yeah, I'm a little worried now. You know, it's a weird thing that there's like we we might need to think about this. I think they've been thinking about it, and now it it just came out somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, some guy thought it was funny, and then just was like, <laughs> "Jizz, well, I'm gonna put this press release out." And then like, but I'd I'd like to uh I'd like to make a donation. I would like to make several donations. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I want to fill that cup up just to just to make sure. Mm. You know, yeah. I want to glaze it... those donuts. <laughs> God, okay. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna fill that cup up. I'm in. I'm in. You're in. Yeah. So let us know if you want in. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you on the list. Um, before we end here, um, one thing I want to uh, bring up is there's two things I want to bring up. One, uh. I went and I uh, went to our iTunes. Um, on Spotify, you can't leave uh, reviews and stuff, but on the iTunes, you can leave reviews and stuff. And um, great reviews. Uh, thank you, everybody that's been uh, re- uh, uh, leaving reviews yes. on the uh, the the uh, the podcast. We always appreciate it, and I encourage everyone to do it. But one of the cool things is you get to uh, you can have a username on there, you know. And there's been a, there's a couple there's been a couple you know we had uh, Finkelstein on there. Mm, yeah, I Detroit saw an- Free Press. Shout mm-hmm. out. I saw another funny one like Big Ron, I think it was or something like that. Like left one, and it got me thinking. You know what, guys? If you go on to iTunes, you know, make up a funny name, leave a review for us, and. I want to start recognizing you guys. You know, the funnier the name, we're going to start mentioning you guys here and giving you props on these funny usernames. So go on there. Make up a funny username. Leave a review so uh, we can we can tell everybody out loud. You're fun- and the more creative it is, the better it is. I, th- I just want to have fun with it. I want to get more users involved in on it. And I just, I just like I said, I saw the, the couple of the funny uh, usernames, and I think it would be something funny if we... 
could get that going and have people, you know, writing reviews and having really funny names, especially if they're topical to our podcast. Big Ron twenty three. Big Ron twenty three. Yeah, that was one. That was one. So like, I I want to encourage people to uh, to go on there and do that, but I also really, 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 really want to encourage you guys to share. You know, share this stuff with your friends, man, like online or even if it's in person, like uh, Jordan and I, we pour we pour our heart out into this stuff every week and we do it for you guys. Yes, we like to do it, but we do it for you guys and we want to we want to see this grow or just Jewishly guilting you right now. We want to see this grow. We want this to like, you know, maybe be a thing, maybe not, but like maybe be a thing, but be a thing. and we can't do it without you guys. So. If you can, share this with your friends. Tell your friends. If you like the podcast, if you know a friend that you think that they would like the podcast, tell them about that. You know, make sure they do it. Re, you know, retweet it. Put it on your Instagram. Put the Because this only grows with that with you guys. We can't do it by ourselves. We only know so many people. We've we, started the revolution. Yeah. Now we need the followers. We yes. need the infantrymen. We need the underground, mm-hmm. you know, people that will just light the way for us. Let's right. go. So, yeah, help us out. Share it with your friends. We greatly appreciate it. If you love to hear it, tell your people about it because it's only going to grow with the help of you guys. It really, that, and that's just the simple fact of all of it. One hundo. Yeah. So, uh, um, Thank you, everybody. Um, we love you. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, blah, 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 blah. Look what we say. You can always hit us up at shutthefunkuppodcast at gmail.com. We love that stuff. We always get back to you. Engage with us on Instagram, yeah, wherever it is. Yeah, hit us up on is. the socials. Yeah. Um, every week, we're, we're trying to bring more and more stuff to you. We've got a lot of things in the work here. We're going to start having guests here hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, we're about to open it up. Yeah. Mike Mike has Mike has uh, has told us that that is something that we're going to be able to ca- be capable of doing in a socially distanced uh you know safe manner but we are we, we're, we're we're trying to grow this we have a lot of things up our sleeves and we just appreciate you guys being around for the ride yeah you so know? go out there hit us up and yeah. uh we'll see you next week love you guys later